All right, welcome everyone to Tupacast episode 9. It's been a while. Uh, we had hoped to record in October, but I ended up getting busy and had to reschedule. And But we're here now, and we are going to talk about monsters. Uh, oops. <laughs> we're going to talk, I was say monsters and mazes. We're going to talk about mazes and monsters, the uh, 1982 Tom Hanks film. It might True. be more fun to so, talk about monsters and mazes than the actual movie. <laughs> this movie was, uh, well, I'll, we'll get into it, but it was not what I, what I thought it was going to be <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, Mark, Mark, Kevin, how are you guys? Sorry, how are you, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. I am fantastic. It's cold here. It's rainy. Oh, Where is here again? It's a stormy night, literally. You're in, I'm in Missouri. 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 Yep, Missouri. <laughs> Yep, and I nice. I am freezing in Connecticut. We're down in the 30s. Oh man, wow. y'all are lucky. It's hot here in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was raining down your <laughs> way, Chris. It's a little bit off and on, but it's still warm. Mm. <laughs> it's it's cooling off a little bit. Crazy. So it's it's finally kind of feeling a little bit like fall. Hmm. How was your Halloween's? My, mine was good. We took the kids. Uh, uh, so I live in a, I live in a small town, and we used to when we first moved here, we would get with some of our family and, and do like a, a hayride, and we would drive through like there's just a couple neighborhoods around mm-hmm. here, and there, there's no sidewalks, so you basically everybody just kind of drives up and down the streets, and you find a house, and everybody gets out, you go up to the house, and then you get back in your car and you drive to the next house because there's not a lot of houses with lights. Um, so we did that for a while, and I don't really like that. So what we've done the past three years is we've driven to the next big town. Uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes away. And we find a big neighborhood and we park. And then we just walk like, you know, like you do. And so it's really fun because you actually get to walk through the neighborhood. And uh, you don't have to keep driving up and down every street. So it's really well, that was nice. That. Definitely. Yeah. And Mark, what did you do? Well, we were lucky enough to have like a four-day weekend that weekend. Oh, uh, that's which sweet. The, the teachers love it because there's not really a Halloween. When it falls in school day or, you know, the regular, it's like the worst thing ever, you know. But uh, anyway, it was on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was on the weekend. And so it was it was nice to have a four-day weekend. Um, my, my son, he's 14. He went to a buddy's house. I think they watched a scary movie. Uh, the Conjuring, I guess, as they watch. I can't handle that kind of stuff, so I don't watch those things. Uh, but hmm. di- didn't you didn't you uh, cover that on your podcast? Thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, maybe hey. I should listen to that and have nightmares because he did. <laughs> I don't think I can sleep. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, so the funny part is, is I stayed home and we just kind of, and my wife and I just watched some scary movies ourselves, and we had taped 
Friday the 13th, you know, the original classic, mm-hmm. okay. which I'd seen several times before, but I forgot that there's a scene with a snake in it. And so I kind of had snake things all night long. <laughs> More on that later. That's to come. Soon. Okay, good. Yeah, it That's was not good. Strange sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> More details later. So that that's what we did. It was a good Halloween though. It was it Very was cool. Yeah. I just went to a haunted house, um, actually uh put it in a show, the recording of going through the haunted house. Uh but the long story short of it is when we went around the haunted house, we came back to where we started and they made us go through again. But the second time we went through, they turned all the walls so that it was a completely new house that wow you go through. Yeah, and oh, nice. new actors. And uh, ended with some dude chasing me with a chainsaw who actually was the TV watcher earlier uh, in a room where there was a TV set playing. And uh, I loved it. And that was our Halloween night. That's what we did. It was uh, it was it was it was Shelly and I decided not to stay home and give out candy night is what it was. So we went out, came back to a uh, egged house. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) But it was fun. I, I love haunted. House. I, I love did them. eat lots of monster cereal all through the month of <laughs> Yeah. <So. laughs> oh, hey! Speaking of cereal, now they uh, they're having a Star Wars um, little plastic droids that I guess you hold them up to the light and you can see uh, a picture. Mm. In they're they're coming out in the cereal. Oh, like really? Prizes like they used. To, yeah, I'm going to be eating a lot of cereal. Good Good Lord, I, my wife came back. <laughs> from the store with like star Wars coffee creamer, which, oh, which yeah, yeah. is like the, the ideal blending of the two oh, of God. us right there. If you were going to make one product that appealed to both of us, it would be that or a Keurig that transformed into Optimus prime. I think <laughs> the only, the only other thing is it real Bantha milk. Nice. That's what yeah, I, I hope so. It's, blue, <laughs> you know, but they're like shaped like the characters, you know, from star Wars. So, Oh my gosh. And, but of course, she didn't buy them all. So now I'm like, well, we've got to go back and get them all. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. man, I'm dying to. I'll keep it under wraps for now. But I'm in the works. I'm trying to figure out uh, if it's possible for me to pull off a podcast called "I Hate Star Wars." Dude, <laughs> I, you're already on. Yeah, probation, man. Come on. he's on double probation. On. <laughs> you really went off. You really went off the podcast. <laughs> no, off. please, no, please. I need, I need this, guys. You hate Star Wars. Huh? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I love Star Wars, but I have a love hate. The only, you know, what I hate is the uh, the productivity of Star Wars. You know, I, the salesmanship of Star Wars. That's what I don't. Uh, I could get behind that. Yeah. yeah, I was walking through the store the other day, and when there's like makeup, a makeup aisle end cap dedicated to Star Wars makeup. Yeah, <laughs> that might be too much. When it I just s- might be too much. When I s- yeah, they're milk. They're they're really milking it now. It's yeah. Well, I don't know if it's since Disney yes. took over. Or oh, what, I'm sh- yeah, absolutely it is. The, the Honey Nut crazy. Cheerios bee dressed up as Darth Vader today. I took a picture of it. <laughs> and I, and that's that's what made me kick off the uh, idea. What yeah. I want to do is find a couple guys that are really into Star Wars, and then I will be the uh, the ass, basically. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what I want to do. So, Well, I'm not busy tomorrow. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get any more hyped up than I already am. About Star Wars. I cannot take it emotionally. No, oh, gosh. Yeah. I am looking forward to the movie. Oh, I man. am looking very forward to the movie. I was looking forward to the Phantom Menace, too. So I'm trying 
temper my expectations. <laughs> but so far, no uh, weird aliens. Well, this this one has that. a volleyball with a helmet, so I've got to see what that's going to be like. <laughs> that's wait. right. <laughs> it's time for the icebreaker. For the icebreaker, since we were going to do this in October, mm-hmm. I thought we could talk about... Um, uh, some of your like haunted houses, memories, or sure. something uh, scary that you saw or experienced. Or since uh, you know October's over, we could do something more about role playing games, or or you could pick whatever you want to do. It's up to you, Mark. Well, I was already ready to go for this scary experiences thing. So. Okay, all cool. right, cool. Let's do Just that. Go with that. Is that what? Is that right? That okay. sounds perfect. I would love that, actually. That would be perfect. Okay, good. Uh, Mark, okay. go ahead, buddy, because I'm going to take, you know, me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got to so, say. I know you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you can go make notes and not listen for a few minutes here. <laughs> All right. So, I, ever since I was a little kid, I was terrified of snakes. All right. Mm. Like mortal fear of snakes. I don't know exactly how it started but it's just like several different run-ins with snakes and then it just kind of snowballed into something out of proportion to where i couldn't i mean at one point i couldn't even be around like garden hoses without kind of freaking out a little bit when i was younger so anyway i tried to get over this some by watching snake stuff on tv i guess i think i read i've read a bunch when i was a kid i must have seen some article about like desensitizing yourself to things that you Mm -hmm. have a phobia about, you know, and it's like you first, you're supposed to like look at a picture of it. So I did, I researched about snakes in the encyclopedia and I learned about, you know, how they live and the different types that there are and how they're really not slimy. They're really smooth and they have blah, blah, blah. And then I started watching like on the nature channel, whatever I would watch, of course, Indiana Jones, they, you know, because there's a snake in every single one. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, that whole thing, maybe that's, that's probably maybe why it was so terrifying for me (laughs) seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark with the Cobra and all that. But anyway, so, you know, several different run-ins with like, um, seeing them like being, I almost stepped on a baby copperhead when I was about eight or nine years old. And, uh, any, anyway, so I get to high school and, I was in the jazz band and the jazz band took a field trip to St. Louis, which is about three and a half, four hours from where I was going to school at the time. Uh, We spent the night there and performed at a jazz festival and we went to the St. Louis zoo. So we were all having fun at the zoo and it was, you know, me, some of my friends and just a lot of people were around. Hmm. Uh, And so somebody, I don't know who exactly got the, the great idea but they thought that it would be really funny to take me to the reptile house at the same zoo. It's not funny at all. Not funny at all. So, and I'm like, guys, I'm not, I'm not going to this. And they're like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's just, I will not, I'm not, I'm not going to go in there. That's stupid. So they actually picked me up and like, you know, like six oh, or seven no. people pick me up and take me into the St. Louis uh, zoo reptile house. And they run me through there and I've got my eyes closed and they just dump me in the middle and then leave. They all bolt. How sweet. So, yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, emotionally scarring, of course, which is all I can remember here. Christmas cards years for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I'm look. I'm like walking around with my head down and I see like on the edges of my vision, we see these cages with unknown critters in them. I don't even want to speculate what these things are. You know, it looked it was almost like 
aquarium type things all over yeah. the place. But it was like a maze, and I was like trying to find my mazes and monsters. Whoa! So I was trying to find my way out, and I finally get where it's not so dark, and there's kind of like a lightning. It gets bright, and I and I come down this set of steps, and I look up, and I'm in this long hallway, and on one end of the hallway is an exit, yeah. and I look, I but I look straight up above me, and it says Hall of Giants, oh, and I'm like, what? Well, I I was like I and he was so. I was like, okay, so a crocodile, maybe a turtle, yeah, maybe but- a Komodo dragon. You know what? You know, that's fine. I can handle this stuff. So, you know, I'm walking along. Yeah, there's a giant alligator. He's he's huge. And then I go see the, the enormous turtle. And then what is what is between me and the exit? Of course, it's the biggest snake in the world. Some mm. thousand foot long reptoboa <laughs> something from Burma. I don't know. <laughs> And so I'm like, I can't do this. So I ran back the other way, which is not because I was like that close. I could have just gone on through, you know, I mean, it was like, so I, I uh, was stood there for about two hours (laughs) (laughs) trying to get up the courage to go, go through there (laughs) and I couldn't do it. And eventually like someone came looking for me. It was a, she, it was a girl who was in jazz band and she wasn't even like, my close friend or whatever, but she just heard what happened and came looking for me. I think it was about time to get on the bus or whatever. And she's like, okay, we're going to get you out of here. And I'm like, I can't do it. You know? And But I eventually did get out and uh, with her help and managed to make my way past the thousand foot long boa constrictor and survive. Oh so that, that was probably the most terrifying experience of my life. Yeah. That Traumat- is traumatically yeah. awesome i was gonna say well i guess i mean it's just one in a long line of snake incidents in my life it's bad i, I don't know that's why the other night when i was watching friday the 13th none of the slasher parts scared me it was the part where the snake popped out so you know i wake up in the middle of the night have to use the bathroom and have to think there's really not a snake in the bathroom mark there's really not a snake in the bathroom it's just it's stupid i don't know imagine the curse <laughs> don't watch anaconda whatever i do. won't i won't trust me <laughs> snakes in a plane not gone dead <laughs> that's a national treasure right there that <laughs> well you know not for me <laughs> may i yeah, go mine, mine will be a uh i'm gonna go with the eight-legged creatures then mm. hey, 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 real, hey uh real quick i'll tell you a snake story real oh, quick. great uh, like a month or two ago, um, I don't think he understood so, a word of what I said. So anyway, no, yeah, about my snake collection. There's one named Mark, as a matter of fact. Let me show you this one I got right here. Um, the uh, it's a couple months ago. So um, I get off work at four, and my wife gets out of school between four and five, depending on uh, how late she has to stay and help or whatever. And she has uh, both my kids go to the school she teaches at, mm-hmm. so they stay with her. So usually uh, I get off work. Sometimes I hit the gym, and then I'm home before they get home. Uh, but this day, um, so I, was, I get home about 4.30, and what happened was they got home. They didn't have to stay, so they came. They got home about 4, and when they were walking up to our house, there was a big water moccasin. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, We have sort of like this sidewalk between – we have like a carport, and then the sidewalk goes up to our door, and the snake was like kind of going under the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And so um, – uh, my wife ran back to the carport to get, we have a shovel in there. So she got the shovel and she ran out and she was trying to, trying to stab him and try to 
get him from going under there. Wow. And she and he and he came out and I guess he was kinda like curled up and ready to strike or something and she 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 kinda got him with the shovel, but the shovel's really dull because it's old. Oh, no. And uh, Missy. and so it wouldn't um it wouldn't like chop the head off. So it was just kinda like pinning him. <laughs> and so he was wiggling around and everything so so you and, just pissed it off that's all the- <laughs> yeah well she didn't know what to do so she was just holding it and so then she got the phone and she was calling me but you know i was at the gym and i don't have i don't ca- carry my phone and so she was calling me like telling me you know where i was at hurry up get home there's a snake i can't i don't know what to-. anyway so basically she was holding it oh. waiting for me to get home so i could get something else and chop the head off wow and so i come <laughs> i come up and then and then I, they're all just standing there, and, and they start yelling at me and stuff. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are you all just standing there? Why do you have a shovel? And then and then uh, the snake's there. But it was by the time I got there, it was dead. But they were – she's like, I've been here for 30 I minutes. I suffocated. this snake. Oh, man. I was I'm, like, yeah, well, you, you got it. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about something else. I, I, I just can't. You well, know, I, got, the, I got one. Well, that, let okay. me, let me right. tell one quick thing. <laughs> <laughs> So this, we just, one time, this, this has been about, yeah, this has been about 15 years ago. Cause this is when the, my wife was pregnant with my son, who's now 14. So <laughs> at the time we lived in this small little house in the middle of uh, Springfield, Missouri, which we, we live North of there now, but, mm-hmm. um, and I, I have serious allergies, so I can't mow the lawn and she, oh. she usually mows, nice. would mow the lawn. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of a cop out. <laughs> you got it, man. We're a man. perfect match, she and I. We really are. <laughs> but anyway, she would normally mow, but since she was pregnant, we were. I was like, "You're not mowing while you're pregnant. We're going to hire somebody." So she, we, <laughs> we hired some guy. So I come home and you know talk to her and go go to get a drink of water from the sink or whatever. And I look out and there's a stump in the backyard and there's something on the stump. And I'm like, "What's on the stump out there?" And she's like, "Um, uh." And I'm like, "Seriously, what's on the stump out there?" And she's like, "Well." I'm like, you got to tell me what that is because it looks like a snake. <laughs> well, it's a snake, but it's dead. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, the guy that came and mowed the lawn, he killed it for us. I'm like, oh, man, we got snakes in the yard. We're going to have to move. I mean, there's no other alternative, you know? So I'm kind of freaking out a bit, and I instantly go to the computer and start looking up snake traps and how to get rid of snakes and all that. And I was like, is this like a one-time thing? Is this, did he see more? Was it just the one? She's like, well, and I'm like, Dina, tell me what you know. And she's like, well, I've killed some before too. And I'm like, how many have you killed? And she's like, probably six. And I'm like, so so my my pregnant wife has been killing snakes and protecting me from this because she knows I will never go outside anymore at this house. Oh my god! So yeah, it was bad. It was bad. She actually said one night she had killed one and put it into the road, like in front of our house, because she knew I was coming home. And I actually drove right by it and didn't even see it when I pulled in. She's like, "I thought you were going to freak out right there," and I was like, "I would have, I would have." So anyway, oh wow, not good. So there's like a like a nest of them. I guess we we did move shortly thereafter, not for that reason. Well, not not entirely. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's similar coming outside the uh, porch of a house that we have up in New York. It's a, like a summer cabin. And I thought the girls, the, uh, our daughters put the snake there to trick me, like a fake rubber snake curled up. Mm. But they didn't. Mm. It was real. It started mm. moving. So I gave it a nice swift kick. It had 
went out the front door of the uh, the uh, outer porch and I don't know where it went after that. That's my only snake story. That's I'm I getting got. all I'm getting hot and sweaty just thinking about all that stuff. <laughs> Talk about something else, Kevin, please. All right, so uh, same cabin, and I'm sitting there now. My daughter is deathly afraid of spiders. Um, I am not. Well, I don't like spiders. If I have to pick a bug or something that I don't like, uh, snakes are okay. Uh, spiders, I'm not happy with. I don't mind mice. I used to have a big cage of rats. So back in the 80s, I was Mr. Cool with my rats. But yeah. named Bruce and Willis as a cage of rats. Wasn't that like a band? Uh, rat was a band. Oh, cage. Rat in a cage was a song by the Smashing Pumpkins. There you go. <laughs> so. So we're in this cabin and we're all hanging out. And I thought that there was a fake spider on the wall. And this was a huge spider. As for the breed and name, I have no clue because at the end of the story, the gentleman that came to spray the cabin for more of these spiders looked at the picture and quote unquote, I have never seen something that effing big in my life. (laughs) That's a great sign. So, well, Tarantino, we'll go back to me sitting there with my daughter staring at this thing on the wall. Um, it was my daughter, Kate, myself, and Shelly that noticed it. Katrina, the one that is totally scared of spiders, didn't see this yet. And I said, Kate, take your sister and go out to the car. And she goes, okay. And Kat was at an age where she's like, you can't tell me what to do. And, uh, and I was like, please just go out to the car. I'm not going. And then she looks up on the wall and, she, and you know, like when uh, prom queens win the first prize, <laughs> it was that kind of scream where the hands go in front of the face. <laughs> And and she starts crying and screaming, and Kate's like, come on, come on, we're going out now. And uh, so she went to the car. Shelly and I look on the wall, and, you know, the, it's making itself comfortable, which told me, no, it's not a fake spider. Mm-hmm. It was going, stretching out. Ugh. So Shelly runs and gets a broom, um, like women do. They just get a broom. I don't know what they intend to do with it. And uh, she's holding the broom, and uh, like a samurai warrior, and I get the shovel to get the coals and logs out of the fire and it's like really flimsy and and cheap so i take the part that's flat and i bend it upwards to make like a a bent a bent hoe (laughs) for lack of better words and uh and i'm like okay um i'm gonna squish this somehow and uh and it was a bucketed bent hoe so there was you know if anything was gonna splatter it wasn't gonna get on me but it took like three stabs to finally you know figure out where it was going to go how i was going to do it was any venomous gook going to get on my hands and make my hands disintegrate and that kind of stuff and so i did it and i started punching it on the wall and die die and uh we pulled the thing away and this thing went on the floor and it was a, about the size of a pancake wow and wow. yeah it was really gross hairy really hairy Yuck. um definitely in puberty state somewhere and uh that was it that's the end of that we scooped it up put it in the trash the scariest part was going to sleep that night because we decided since this this was our first night in the summer cabin we hadn't opened it up yet so we didn't get you know the beds all down and wash the sheets and get it ready to go yet so we all had to sleep in the living room on the floor and the walls were all knotty pine so every single time we woke up in the middle of the night we're like did that one move (laughs) <laughs> did that one move that oh yeah you know looking at all the knots and the and the pine on the wall so that's the scariest i can think of mm. that's pretty, well pretty uh much. i was gonna tell some uh 
some haunted house stories because I got some great ones. But um, I, I do have an awesome, I have an awesome snake story. <laughs> oh, great! But but it's but it's it's interesting. Um, and also, my son got bit by a spider in our house a couple months ago. Like a big old spider was crawling on a chair, Uh-oh. and he was he was sitting there. And I think I think we found determined it was a wolf spider, Aww. but it um man it was like uh, two inches uh, diameter. Uh, I mean it was big, and I guess it crawled up the chair and crawled on his arm, and he freaked out. And when he did, it bit him or stung him or whatever. Yeah. That was. But um anyway, uh, so he's okay now, right? So, now, right? Yeah, yeah, he was fine. I mean, it was um it was a pretty big bite on his arm. It's but uh, he was fine. Nope. Uh, nope. We we were just worried trying to figure out what kind of spider. Yeah, it was. definitely. Oh man, it was a big spider. Note to self: but, uh, never go to Tupa's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have, uh, yeah, we have snakes in the yard. We've had, uh, we have a skunk that comes around all the time. <laughs> Possums, owls. Very wow. rustic, charming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cabela's is what he has going on. <laughs> Okay. All right. Lay it on me. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. So, um, no, you know what? I'll tell you my haunted house story. <laughs> I was so looking forward to it. <laughs> no, this. come on. You've got. <laughs> okay. Okay. Snake story. Okay. What I so, don't know is worse when, uh, than what I do know. You know what I mean? I mean it's going to, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, when I was in, when I was in high school, uh, I was dating, uh, my wife, you know, she's my wife now, and her, her parents had some land out in the country. And her, she had some cousins that lived out there. So um, one night, uh, my brother and I went out there with, I think, one of her brothers, and we met up with her cousins. And her cousins, so I was maybe a junior. My brother would be a freshman. Her brother would probably, I think, be a freshman. And then the cousins would be maybe eighth graders, mm-hmm. I think, something like that, mm-hmm. seventh graders. So we go out there, and her cousins are, are more uh, – how do you say it? Country than us, and and me and my brother, we were kind of city boys. You're so a little bit we go more out rock there. and roll. Yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> perfect, exactly. So uh, we we went out there, and we had um, I think my brother and I had a shotgun. We borrowed my dad's shotgun. Um, we each had a shotgun, and I think we had one flashlight. And we go out there in the country, and we meet up with them. And so between there's five of us. Um, and we have maybe four or five, yeah, I guess we all had a gun, like a shotgun or, or something. Yeah. You know? And, you know, like I said, we're not. My, You're my a city folk. Are, you wow. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not. They were Glocks. Like, not... uh, yeah. I had the Uzi and my brother had the uh, AK-7. But, uh, but uh, actually, I, actually, one of us had a twenty two, which I, I don't know if. It's a really small bullet. You, yeah. It's really hard to shoot a snake. Anyway, you need a shotgun. But anyway, so we so we we were out there. Snake gun. And the, the crazy, yeah, exactly. So like they said, like, hey, there's a bunch of snakes out. There's like a like a a drainage ditch that had a bunch of water. And they were like, hey, there's a bunch of snakes. You want to come out and shoot snakes? And we're like, uh, okay, that'd be fun. We've never done that. So we go out there, and the the youngest cousin shows up with a sawed off shotgun, like. <laughs> I'm not even. Kidding. I would have brought napalm. And, so you know, that's yeah, and, and, just to uh, beat everybody else. Yeah. So yeah. So we're like, um, dude, where'd you like get a sawed-off shotgun? He's like, oh, I, I made yeah, it myself. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is like a seventh or eighth grade. Oh my like, lord! Uh, oh no. 
stay in front of me. <laughs> so, and that's kind of how it was. I was like, all of you, all of you need to be in front of me because they're just walking around waving guns mm-hmm. everywhere, you know. And uh, okay, so but we're out there. There's no adults out there, and um, so we're walking down the canal, and there are snakes swimming in the water. And we would, ah, snake, and everybody would shoot. <laughs> Picture. Yeah, that's exactly. Like okay, a Monty what, what Python sketch. Was, <laughs> I mean, it was. Like in Predator when seen... they just like tear down all the trees. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the trees. He's in the trees. It's in the trees. <laughs> it was crazy, man. There were snakes everywhere. And so then we walked out and we found there's like a little, like a little pond. And by this point, I don't remember what happened, but we had one flashlight. So we were all kind of following the guy with the flashlight. Mm-hmm. And so we get out to the pond, and there are snakes swimming in the water. There are snakes slithering wow. along the side. And we're walking, and, and mind you, there's one flashlight. So we're all, like, real close because there's snakes everywhere. And, you know, you don't want to get away from the light and, you know – have a snake i mean it was crazy and so we're all i remember is at one point somebody yells snake he's coming and all you could see was like the blast from the (laughs) shot lit up and there was a snake like slithering full tilt towards us and you just see the light from the gun going off and the snakes just coming at us i mean it was nuts we i don't know how many snakes we shot and then we started running (laughs) Because everybody's like, the snake's coming. But you only had one flashlight. And then people are shooting. Guns are waving in the air. It was, it was scary, I'm so man. glad you lived through this. I, I'm surprised uh, none of, nobody got shot. Wow. It was, so it was nuts. Tonight at like 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> can I call you? And like you can tell me everything's going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, I, wow. I got one more snake story for you. This one's this <laughs> was funny. This one's really funny. Okay, so Chris, you've been to Silver Dollar City, right? In Branson? No, you never have. I thought you were there. Okay, no. well, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have time. Okay, yeah. well, that's the that's the amusement part. Yes, right? it is. So when I was okay. teaching third grade, I had a class of third graders. We we went to a field trip down uh, to Silver Dollar City to the and there's a giant outdoor amphitheater there that's got I don't know how many hundreds of people can sit in this thing but it was put on by the conservation department so i'm there with my class i've got my 25 third graders and i'm on one side on on either side of me i've got like you know the two kids that you really need to keep your eye on of course are sitting right next to me and so Mm -hmm. on my right hand side is this little girl named tatiana and i uh, she was squirrely as all get out she was sassy she was a real pain in the neck but you know, every once in a while she had her moments. And so <laughs> during the, during this presentation, we're sitting at the very top row uh, because I knew uh, being, you know, well-versed in the whole conservation department that that meant there's probably going to be a snake somewhere in his presentation. <laughs> and sure enough, there was. So she brings <laughs> out Betsy the boa or whatever and uh, has it. And, you know, it's like so far away, it didn't really bother me, you know. So it was on the stage. It was no big thing. And the kids are all ooing and aahing. And then she's like, do you want me to come out into all the rows so you can see Betsy the Boa? Oh, no. And those kids are like, yeah, we want to see Betsy the Boa. And so I'm like, she's not going to come all the way up here, right? I mean, there's no way she's going to do that. Guess what? She came through every single row. Every she's row. Stopping. She's going up and down the row. So it's like, you know, I know it's coming. And these 
the kids know that I'm scared of snakes because I've told them this. Oh, you know? no, you can't tell them your fears. Well, I, you know, I'll just honest with them. <laughs> like, you cannot, like, put a fake one around or, you know, have one in, in my desk or something. I will have a heart attack. I will fail you. It, it will be a bad thing. <laughs> I will lose my livelihood because I will, you know, say all manner of things in front of you children. Anyway, <laughs> so she's coming up, and she finally gets to the top row with this stupid boa wrapped all the way around her. And I'm like, how am I going to handle this? Because I have to be brave in front of these kids. And Uh-oh. this snake is coming, and it's huge and enormous, and I don't want to touch this thing. So I just kind of put my hand in my my hand to, down, and I'm trying to figure this out. And Tatiana leans over, and she grabs my hand, and she goes, it's okay, Mr. Alley. I will protect you. Oh, and they let me, oh. I'm telling you, I squeezed her hand so hard. And that snake, oh, I remember no. seeing the lady's shadow just kind of walk right over me. And I, I, it almost just killed me just to have that. But, wow, uh, if she hadn't been there for me to hold my hand, I tell you what, it could have been ugly. Oh, wow. That was oh, sweet. Wow. Yeah, it was a good that story, right? Very when nice. A, her, yeah. When a snotty third grade girl is defending you against you know a boa constrictor and you're like a 25 26 year old man uh you know yeah bad okay moving on let's talk about something different please this time all right let's uh yeah chris why don't you talk about something oh Oh, no no no, no. all right i do do have to uh i have to tell you real quick i'm gonna tell you my my haunted no 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 snakes no snakes thank you thank you i can tell you my, my uh my haunted house story they the um the local high school put on a haunted house one night, uh, and you could go through, and it was in the in their theater, and so you you they would take small groups, and you you'd walk in, and uh, my daughter is my daughter's first haunted house. She's all excited, and my wife went, and my son, and he's he's six, and so we go in, and and you walk in, and you walk up the aisle where all the seats are, and the the haunted house is it was it was on the stage and like behind the stage, like the dressing rooms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you went, you only, you went through like four or five rooms and you were done, but you walk up to get there. You have to walk up the aisle and then there, there's some scary people on the stage, like waiting for you. And then you walk up on the stage and then it kind of starts, you know? And so, so we get up there and there's maybe eight people in our group and my, and my, my, my daughter's, you know, she's getting scared. She's excited, but scared. And my son was starting to get kind of nervous, you know? And when we get up to the stage, they're like, no, no, y'all walk up here. Y'all walk up here. So. Me and my daughter walk up there, and my son starts like grabbing my uh, my wife's hand, and he's like, he's like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, and and um, me and my daughter are, are already up there, and there's people behind us, so I'm like, well, um, I guess my wife's just gonna have to sit with them because we're we're already kind of going, you know, yeah. and um, and so I I don't know what happened to him, so um, I just assumed that they were gonna have to sit there or, or leave or whatever because he was saying he you know no I don't want to do mm-hmm. it. And so we go through it, and it was fun, and it was scary and whatnot. And when we, we get outside, uh, they're sitting there. My wife and my son are sitting right by the door. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess they came out. Well, what happened was, so we go up on the stage, and all of a sudden, my son just starts screaming. <laughs> and, and I didn't hear any of it because of all the other noise and stuff, but he started screaming up at the front, turned around. He's waving his, his hands in the air, screaming. There, by this time, everybody's already in, you know, going up into the the room. Right. So there's nobody where he's at except my wife and like the actors. So he's screaming, waving his arms, turns around, runs all the way up the aisle, 
No, no. he just leaves my wife. He's just screaming. <laughs> he leaves. He runs. <laughs> See him, mom. Run. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bye. You, you know, later. I told you I wouldn't do it. And he runs all the way out, and they had they have closed the door when you come in so people outside can't, like, take a peek. So he's screaming, waving his arms. He runs all the way, knocks the door open. Wow. The the guy that lets people in was leaning against the door. He knocks the guy over. Awesome. Runs out where everybody's <laughs> waiting in line, still screaming, and runs around the corner. So so then so then so then my wife's like chasing him, like hey hey wait wait stop you know. And then you know she sees him knock the guy over, and she's like oh my gosh are you okay? And he's like no it's okay. Everybody in line is like what in the heck is going on? And so she you know she runs after him or whatever, but. Yeah, you know, I told her, I said, y'all should have, like, played it up and told all those people, you know, oh, my God, they're killing people. (laughs) They could charge more after that. I mean. Yeah, really. He just freaked out. Anyway, I I picture Macaulay in Home Alone. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. When you were talking about screaming with the hands waving. Exactly. All the way out. Yeah, she said he didn't stop screaming the entire time. Even when he was outside, he just screamed. Okay, anyway. All right, Monster, uh, what are we doing? Amazing (laughs) Monsters. All right. Oh, we should just talk some more about snakes. I no, no more snakes. Snakes, snakes, snakes right, are in dungeons, uh, aren't they? Well, they that's yes. the rumor. I don't know. The dungeons and okay, mazes, mazes and monsters. What? Um, where's my notes? What? <laughs> what did you guys think first? Or what? Okay, wait. What it, <laughs> well, we should wait, talk about not, what it is, right? I mean, we. we Go ahead, Mark. Tell us what. Yeah. It, tell us what. Well, it is. I had. Uh, yeah, it, Mazes and Monsters is a TV movie, famous because it stars Tom Hanks on the one hand, one of his. I think it's his earliest like main starring role in any movie. Right? He was like okay, that's what he, I. He looked very young in the movie. He's twenty six when he did it. Right, and so that oh, it's yeah. it's nineteen eighty two. Uh, and it, okay. it was based on a book written by some horrible person that I will name later because I can't <laughs> see the thing right now. And uh, it's basic. Oh, R- Rona Jaffe. Is it? Jaffe? Yes. Rona Jaffe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I want to punch her in the face. <laughs> no. no, I don't. Not really. <laughs> I would like to cast a spell of protection against her. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> And it's basically a, it's totally based on Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And this kind of a, it's a very anti the game. It's, it kind of started a media frenzy about uh, how evil and horrible and corrupting and worthless that the game Dungeons and Dragons was. And of course, uh, among kids who were my age and a little older, it had the exact effect of the exact opposite of the intended effect, which is that they became even more popular than right. it already had been, and uh, it kind of put a it's kind of a I guess uh, you'd say a like a, and a kind of a cast a bad light on Dungeons and Dragons and role playing in general, fantasy the genre as a uh, hobby mm-hmm. for for many years uh, actually, and uh, going back to the history behind it, it was based on it was loosely based on kind of a true story, right? Yeah, um, something about the, di- the disappearance of James Dallas Egbert yeah. III. Yeah, that and dude. that was basically like a kid who had played Dungeons and Dragons, got got to where he was going to hide in the steam tunnels underneath the school that he went to, the college mm-hmm. or some, some such, and people automatically assumed that he was down there living out his fantasy in the game when that actually wasn't what the case at all. 
it was just yeah a, didn't he move to another country and I'm not, is that the same guy or is that different one of them moved to another country and and uh was working on an oil rig or something. yeah i think that i think that's right yeah but that's basically <laughs> what we're talking about here yeah and so it was i remember Let's see, I was eight when this came out. I don't remember watching it or anything, but I definitely heard, I, I definitely felt the anti Dungeons and Dragons fervor. I mean, I remember that being a big deal. Hmm. So that's kind of, that's where we're at. So, how are we going to go about this? We're going to talk about the movie first and then like the impact that it had, or how, do we want to separate these out? What are you thinking, guys? Uh, I yeah, like that route. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got some. I got some. Okay, so I watched it like a month or so ago. It's been a while since I've seen it now, Mm -hmm. and this was the first time I had seen it as well. So, Chris, why don't you? It's most recent, most fresh for you, right? I watched it last. There you go. Uh, My first time. um, I I've heard about it over the years, um, and what I thought the movie was was kind of like what you said. They um, these guys are playing, you know. Mazes and Monsters, which is Dungeons and Dragons. And I always thought that they they played the game and they got so into it that they started dressing up like their characters. They went into like some tunnels and one of them got so into it that he killed one of the other mm-hmm. ones. And that's what I thought the movie was. And that and then everybody at the time said, Oh, Dungeons and Dragons is horrible, it's gonna make you kill people and all this kind right. of stuff. So I was kind of excited to uh, finally get to see the movie after hearing about it for years because I played Dungeons & Dragons for for a little bit. Um, Dungeons & Dragons is actually what sort of got me into art. So the movie um, is not what I thought it was going to be. So the four four kids, they get together. They they play this game, Mazes and Monsters. And then they they go into the tunnels to make it like a little more realistic – but then one of the kids named uh, Robbie in the movie, mm-hmm. he kind of snaps. And then all of a sudden he thinks he's his character. And he's, he, he basically has like a mental breakdown. Oh and, and, then it, 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 and so the first half of the movie is them kind of get to know each other, playing the game or whatever. And then, and then after that, after he snaps, he, he kind of he basically becomes his character and he breaks up with his girlfriend and he sells all his stuff. And, he, and he, he's becoming his character, and then he goes to New York to uh, – uh, basically, he's going to commit suicide to try to find his lost brother that he mentions at only one time in the whole movie. Um, and so it's kind of it's kind of weird. And then at the end, his his friends find him right when he's about to jump off the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. and, and and so they kind of save him. But, but then they send him home with his parents, and at the very end of the movie, they go visit him because it's been a while, I guess, and – they they go up to visit him and he still like thinks he's his character like his mind is broke he he's not coming back um so he's like that member uh, of pink floyd yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's weird be- i mean it's interesting but it's not what i thought i thought they were going to play this game and get into it and then yeah one of them was going to kill somebody that's what i thought and also and it kind of leads um, you to think that's what's going to happen it, 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 it does, really does because, because at the very beginning, it's like the cops and they're all, they're, yes. you know, it's like they're, they think there's a body inside. Remember, they think they're going right. to find the And and then it's like a total shift from there. And then oh, it just made me angry. Right. OK. Yeah. I, I got really bored after when when Robbie started having his breakdown. Um, it's kind of like this is this is getting kind of boring. And the weird part was 
when the movie first started, one of the other kids is named JJ, mm-hmm. and he's, he's great uh, on Good Times. Go ahead, though. <laughs> he, uh, I know, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, he was on. The- <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, no, go ahead. I was like, because <laughs> I'm sorry, because one of my notes was like that kid kind of sucked. But, uh, <laughs> yes, at one point in the movie, they say that, you know, he's 16 and he's a sophomore and he's really lonely. And then he's in his room and he's talking about committing suicide mm-hmm. in the caverns. Yeah. But then he decides that, hey, we should play this game that we've been playing in the caverns to make it more real. So I thought he was going to kill one of them because he was starting to get lonely mm-hmm. and they were kind of. But it, nothing ever happens with that. And I'm like, what? Right. Okay. What you know they is that from the book? Well, or look, what? let me. That does happen in the book. JJ at one point talks about this this plan. He's unhappy about being so young. He doesn't feel like he's as close to his three the three co players as he would like to be. He feels so different okay. and left out and whatever. And he wants to just kill himself, but he wants to do it in some way that's truly memorable, really exciting. Uh, and people will be talking about him for years after he's he's committed suicide, and he thinks that tie, doing that in the in the may, in the uh, the caves is going to be the way to do that because there'll be like kind of the romanticism of never being able to find the body or whatever you know that kind of thing. Okay, and so okay. it kind of sets that, and then yes, like you said, it's it's almost like you you don't really see anything from JJ in the book on about him being uh any of his any of that mental state at all i mean it's it's basically just from then on it kind of it kind of goes back to the 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 whole the book i don't know it i'm i i read it because i love all of our tupacast listeners and you guys both so much that (laughs) i I decided i was going to read this book because i wanted to be better informed about mazes and monsters so and it's really bad. It's <laughs> it's uh I've read a lot of bad books and this is a very, very bad book. And it, oh, it's man. kind of like I guess she's done a bunch of like it's all I would almost say it's like Harlequin romancy type things. It's what is okay. is what Rona Jeff Jeffy has done before. Mm-hmm. And so very sensationalistic. And so there's this whole thing about each of the four kids is kind of like broken in a little bit in some way. And we mm-hmm. talked about JJ. JJ's the young one that he feels totally outcast. He's so weird. His parents are like super rich, but don't treat him well at all. And you know, there's that. And then is it Kate? Kate is the, uh, the, the woman, okay. the young woman who's yeah. in it. Kate has issues with her parents who have divorced just recently and his her her father has remarried a much younger woman, uh, and so she's kind of dealing with that whole the the, the parents splitting up just you know there, while she was in high school I think at that time and uh, let's see the other ones um, the perfection or the the computer programmer guy what's his name okay there's Robbie Daniel there's, hey, David Daniel. okay so Daniel. Daniel. Daniel has like a brother who is like the perfect dude and then he is super smart and wanted and his parents wanted him to go to like an ivy league school but he decided he didn't want to do that because he wants to do computer games he wants to make video games they're like oh you don't need to do that you need to use your gift in some other way that's going to you know benefit mankind blah 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 and so he kind of 
deals with that by having all these one night stands, right? That's kind of his thing. So he's broken because he can't live up to his parents' expectations. And then you've got Robbie, who was the one who actually cracks Tom Hanks's character in the movie. And his his mom's an alcoholic and him and his and his dad and his mother fight all the time. And so and then there was his brother who had run away like three or four years before the the story takes place. And so that kind of broke him. So the, the point in the book is all four of these people are broken. The, these kids are all that got all these major issues. Right. And I sat through all these chapters. There's a chapter about the parents all their upbringing, their dating, their love lives up until the point where the kids came on. I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of detail that it goes into about these these characters and what makes them broke. You know, it's just like all these things are making to where these kids are damaged goods, right? I mean, they they they're it's just it's amazing that they can even function as uh, to be able to go to college. Do you think maybe she wrote it thinking it would become a movie? I and why I would I would think so. I don't know. I mean, it's, worked it up so much. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it really does. But so back to the thing with JJ. Then yes. JJ, he has this little thing where he says he's going to commit suicide, and then it kind of leads you to 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 believe that. But it's like they they actually grow close to one another, and they have such a good time with the game and it kind of it's it's kind of like breaking the rules and risking a little bit and then Robbie and Kate become kind of an item. <laughs> oh yeah, shocker, you know. And mm. so that that's a a thing that happens and the two of them are very happy together and then that's when Robbie starts having these hallucinations or whatever. In in the movie, he's actually in the tunnels when he actually hallucinates that like weird creature thing, right? Right. And what's it called? Like a Gorville or something? It looked like some kind of fish man or something like that. It was really, yeah. I would, I that was, was the best part. Yeah, of it movie. was. I was like, man, that's a really <laughs> awesome looking suit on that thing, actually. But anyway, it turned out that was actually supposed to be a hallucination. And I was just thinking, boy, JJ really pulled out all the stops on that one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he's starting to lose it. And he has these visions, these dreams about the Great Hall coming. And he needed to abandon all of his wealth and become basically like you said chris uh he's gonna he actually turns into pardue who is the holy man the the character from the game and so he gives all he breaks up with kate because he has to be celibate and then kate and daniel get back to are actually become an item and jj is okay with all of it. it it just gives throughout this whole the whole thing it's like he's with her and then she jj's jealous and they're they all kind of like kate and then you know it's just this typical soap opera crap it's just <laughs> just horrible horrible stuff so what did you uh, really think of the i thought it was pretty good i get <laughs> I, I could kind of dance to it i give it an 85 no i'm kidding it was awful <laughs> by the end of the book then when robbie leaves and and and, and a, they really don't make it so hard if in the movie it was much more like we, we got to find him we, we got to go looking for him we got to know where he's at we got to you know figure out where he's going to be and they had no clue well in the book it was it was a lot different than that he actually they actually figured out where he was going pretty early and 
it talks about going to the Great Hall. Robbie had drawn a, a map or something about talking about the Great Hall. Right. And they thought it was a place in the movie, but actually in the book, they figure out, oh, he's talking about his brother. He's chasing his brother. He's gone to look for his brother. And then they immediately make the connection that with the two towers, instead of it being a Tolkien reference, it's really a reference to New York City. And Robbie, Robbie calls him one time. And uh, let's see, in the, in, here's another difference between the two. And I apologize for dominating the conversation no, 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 here. No, that's fine. So another right, another issue that separation from the book was it's it's a much longer time period that Robbie is gone, um, like over the space of like six to seven weeks, I think it was, instead of just like the oh. couple day period, which the movie kind of intends you for to believe. I, I right, okay, wow. And so he called back at one point. He kind of had a moment of clarity, and he called because he was scared or whatever, and he left a message and. They went and tried to find him and then couldn't. So it was it was just kind of a bad thing. And in the movie, he has an incident in, in the alleyway where he's kind of gets into. Uh, the, I, I think some people are trying to rob him, right? Yeah, and he, stabs, and he him. stabs him with his little knife knife, which is actually he thinks of it as being his holy sword or whatever. In the book, that does not happen. Instead, oh. he just kind of is wandering the the city looking for people that might lead him to the great hall. And he meets this young girl who turns out is a prostitute. And she thinks he, she thinks he is as well. And so she's giving him tips on how to pick up a, a customer. So he does this and then he, he's led off to some man picks him up and is taking him somewhere and tries to undress him. And he thinks he hallucinates that it's a succubus from hell trying to tempt him. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's just like, am I reading this correctly? Is this really what? Well, it's, it's about helping so, others. Yeah, it, it really all. is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's just like smut. It's just trash. It's just, you know, sensationalistic <laughs> junk is what this is. You're and, right. I've never heard someone say smut in my life until no, just a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just. There's no redeeming value in this. It's right. just really just awful. Even Even just from the storytelling perspective but the the fact is is she she tied this into and uh, aggrandized a a real incident and kind of took the media for a ride on it you know and they all bought into it and and it made things so difficult for people who were fans of fantasy fans of the dungeons and dragons at the time it's oh it just makes me angry how how people bought into it you know Oh, interesting how powerful this this was. I had no clue of any of this at yeah. all. When I when I saw this, the first time I saw this was uh, five hours ago, <laughs> and <clears throat> from yeah. now. And I watched it. Uh, I hit play on YouTube, and I watched as uh, Christopher Makepeace was upset with an army helmet on with the point on top. Because his mother destroyed his room and made it look like a bathroom tiled uh, computer. Yeah. And uh, and then I was like, I got lost immediately. And um, it just didn't make sense. First, I had to, you know, stomach the uh, opening 1982 credits where it was just going down <laughs> New York City. Yeah. And I was waiting for Emmanuel to come around the corner or somewhere. <laughs> it was just terrible. So then, oh, that song that song was that was it was it was so 1982. It was was. all 
1982. And then uh, after that, then I saw a 26-year-old Tom Hanks shake the hand of playing his father and saying goodbye and <laughs> and getting in the car. And I told Shelly, I said, I love Chris, but I cannot watch this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, said, this is driving me crazy. <laughs> so and- you're not, you're not, I don't know. It's, it's got, I guess it's just interesting from a historical perspective. You know, it, it has such a unique place from, you know, what really other does. made for TV movies from 1982 are we talking about here? Some what 35, 33 years later, we're not exactly, exactly. you know, and right. so this is this was like a major cultural thing. This was, you know, this is when Conan came out. This fantasy mm-hmm. was kind of becoming a big deal right around then, and uh, so man, it, I guess it was just perfectly positioned in the whole culture at the time to really just take every everything by storm. This, yeah. this kind of this, this book, one of the the things that uh, at the at the opening you're talking about the uh, how it opens with the police and they're making it sound like somebody died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the uh, news reporter is it's kind of showing a, a news reporter and he's talking to the camera and one of the things he says is that uh, these kids were playing this game and you could call it a, a psychodrama yeah. where they can work they they can work out their problems. Yes. And yes. and I'm thinking okay first of all. That's a bit extreme mm-hmm. psychodrama. And second of all, I have never ever played a game to work out problems. No, no. You know what I mean? I That's do. Just crazy. You know, and and there were, yeah. That, I think that really is the biggest problem with the thing that really rubs me the, the the wrong with the book, with the movie, with the whole thing as it existed back then was the the whole premise is that. People who play Dungeons and Dragons, thinly veiled as this other name, game name, Mazes and Monsters, people who play that kind of a game play it because they are broken in some way. They have such a problem in their life that they have to work through, and their real right. life is so awful that they want to escape from it. And, you know, like Robbie's got the problem with his parents and his brother running, you know, his, his mom's an alcoholic, his dad ran away. Daniel's got the problem with his perfectionist parents and he wants to do one thing. They want him to do another. Uh, Kate's got issues with her parents divorcing. JJ's the, the child prodigy who doesn't quite fit in. All of them have big issues and they bond over the game because they cannot work through these things in their real life. And over the progression of the story, they each realize that they can work these problems out. JJ learns that he can blend in with this group of friends. He doesn't have, they're not, they don't think he's inferior because he's younger. They're okay with him the way he is. And Daniel, he's okay with being a video game designer. If that's what he wants to be, it's not all about what his parents want him to be. Kate gets over the fact that her, his, her dad left and is with a younger, younger woman who is only a few years older than her. And is getting ready to have another baby with her. He, she just kind of deals with it. And Robbie can't. Robbie can't get over the fact that his brother ran away. And then he takes it too. And he's almost ready to kill himself, basically. He just can't differentiate between fantasy and reality. And at the very end, they don't play them, They don't play the game anymore. None of them want to play anymore because of everything that has happened. 
and because they fixed their problems. So the game has no value to them anymore. Now that I'm a normal person, I don't need to play Mazes and Monsters because I'd have my life in order. And then that's, Robbie, that's yeah, in the book or is yeah, that also it, in the movie? It's in the book. And I think, I think it's implied in the movie. Chris, wouldn't okay. you say that that's kind of the, what it's kind of about at the very end when they show up and Robbie is still wacky yeah, and really wants to play the game again. They're like, well, we'll just do it one more time for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a movie made about gamers by people who have never played a game yeah. and don't know what Ex- what they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And, and, you know, I don't know. I know that there are people in any culture, whether that's gamers, whether that's whatever, that have problems and are going to do weird things. I mean, I, there this could happen. Could it happen that somebody couldn't differentiate between fantasy and reality that was playing Dungeons and Dragons? Well, yeah, it could do that with, you know, somebody who was doing any other activity as well, you know? There's cops and firemen and teachers that do weird things all the time, and people don't. You exactly. know, what I mean, it's no one says, "Oh, well, because he was a cop, that probably drove him over the edge." No, they don't say. Right. No. no yeah. They don't say to the athlete who loses his mind because of his success in the game, "Oh, well, if he hadn't played basketball, he'd probably still be fine." <laughs> no, you don't say that because right. that's that's yeah, ludicrous. I, you know, it's just. I think. I think. Um, I. I don't. I don't know. Because, see, 1982, I was six. So it sounds to me like what happened was Dungeons & Dragons was getting popular and parents and other people who didn't take the time to, to learn about it mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it except what they hear you know, or heard from somebody else, and they were just scared of it because they didn't know anything about yeah. it. That's basically, and that's then basically this, it. And then, yeah. And then this book comes out and it's a bestseller and it's like, oh my gosh, my kid's going to go in the tunnels and, mm-hmm. and he's going to kill somebody and he's going to turn into a wizard, you know, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, to, in, in total fairness, if I'm, I have my first edition Dungeons and Dragons books right behind me. And if you looked through them, there are some things in there that are kind of weird. I mean, there's like, spells there's monsters there's like demons and devils and you know things like this and uh that stuff is kind of out there it's it's very unusual for for people particularly if you're more conservative about things like was more generally the case with people back then i guess i i don't know i know i sound fired up about this and it's because i am because it actually it affected me my my own life because I got in, you know, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I really, I watched the cartoon. Uh, The cartoon is fantastic cartoon. I mean, it's those awesome characters with those fantastic weapons and stuff. And you've got a five-headed dragon and you've got Venger, this awesome wizard who's chasing them down and is voiced by Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, by the way. And, uh, you know, so the cartoon was good. And then, I played Dungeons and Dragons like in the when I was in the fifth grade. A friend of mine introduced me to it, and uh, you know it was so appealing to me because it was like there was like the imagination, there was kind of a storytelling element, like the creativity aspect of sharing mm-hmm. a story with others. But there's also kind of the the mathematics of it, the probabilities, the dice, the the charts, the tables, all that. It really just appealed to me a lot. Tons so, of strategy with those. Yeah, things. there is. I mean, it's Tons like. Tons of it. But it's like the it's like the perfect blend of both types of 
things that I enjoyed. And I know like, you know, there's people that enjoy more of the role playing aspects. There's people that enjoy more of the actual like gameplay elements of it. And it's kind of like a lot of things for a lot of different people. So it's a really great game. But, you know, I got into it and it was kind of my thing that I really got into things almost too much when I was when I was younger. Probably still so as I look around at my collection of several hundred Transformers <laughs> right now. But anyway, I I got to where I was reading Dragonlance books. Do you guys remember Dragonlance at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. I read a bunch of them. Yeah, so Dragonlance was actually a, a not, series of novels bought, brought out by the same people who made Dungeons & Dragons. And so I got really into these books. I was reading them all. I was playing the games. I was buying a lot of Dungeons & Dragons stuff with my lawn mowing money and what have you. And so my dad, this was when I was in seventh grade, my dad got a little bit concerned about it. And so he's like, you're spending an awful lot of time reading these books. And I've heard a lot of stuff about them. You know, it's like, I, are, is this going to be, are you, are you, is this a good thing for you to be doing? And I'm like, dad, it's, it's fine. I said, it's just, it's all make-believe stuff anyway. You know, it's just, it's really cool. It's just like sharing us. We're, we're, we're telling stories and there's like all these cool dice and, you got all these crazy monsters and stuff. And, it, you know, he was okay with it to start. And then I got more and more into reading those books. And then he actually called the school librarian one day. My dad did. And he asked the librarian, he said, my son's been reading a lot of these Dragonlance books. What is your opinion of these books? And Uh-oh. she said, well, I think they're very adult. <laughs> oh. So dun, dun, dun. now the blam. Now Whit and I, we are a very conservative family still. We were very conservative back then. Go to church three times a week. We don't to- tolerate any foolishness, you know. And so that was like the death knell of Dungeons and Dragons, and well, not uh, to somewhat Dungeons and Dragons, but mainly the Dragonlance stuff. And I told him, I said, there is nothing adult or anything that is PG thirteen even rated in any of these books, Dad. You, you, it's not. And he didn't believe me. He took the librarian's word over mine. That's awesome, though. I wonder if uh, if she even read any. Well, see, I wonder that. I wonder that too. And you have to look at the time too. That's mm-hmm. another thing. What yeah. what what yeah. year it was, and what yep. was considered. Yep. You this know. was you know I was in seventh grade. I think it was eighty six. Probably this oh, was yeah, a few years dude. after all that. And you know he was worried. He was he was concerned about me. He was, sure. you know, and I, I he didn't want you to, to, to turn into part. Dude. He did not want me to <laughs> turn into a cleric or whatever, you know? And so he said, we're going to take away the books and uh, you're going to, you're not going to read Dragonlance anymore. And I argued and what, and you know, of all the things that my parents did when I think they did a pretty good job raising me, he was wrong. He was wrong when he took those books away for one reason. He <laughs> should have read them himself. He should have read right. those books himself and found out more about it himself instead of just trusting someone like who had probably seen mazes and monsters. <laughs> exactly. You, exactly. You know, because I, I am certain that that was all the experience that this woman had with those books. Yeah. Uh, there's just no way. And it, it just, it really bothered me that he took those away and censored them basically and didn't trust yeah. me to not know the difference. You know, I, yeah, I, I, that really bothered me, and I, I, I tell him about it to this day. <laughs> you know, I think we made a breakthrough today. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> after the sna- well, see, after the sneak see- talk earlier, I'm very emotionally vulnerable right now. <laughs> so, well, it's oh, a good thing awesome. that uh, 
It's a good thing that you still play Dungeons and Dragons because you can work out your problem. I, yeah. I, I, I play Magic the Gathering just to get over my intimacy problem. Oh, man. So. Hey, I, don't even get started with Magic either. I mean, that's like, wow. But, you know, it's just it's just sad because that it shouldn't have happened that way. And there was, I'm sure that there were other kids that were in the same exact situation oh, as me. Oh, sure there was. You know, and we missed out on a lot of good game and a lot of good reading because I, I for because of this stupid movie. Well, I, and, I grew up Catholic and I had the same thing with the uh, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. I played it for a little while mm-hmm. and I was, I know I was told by my mom. I don't think my dad cared one way or the other, but uh, I'm sure I was told by my mom I shouldn't do it. But I remembered that there was something about it that I, that I shouldn't play this game. Yeah. And whether yeah. it was a combination of the movie, cause I was 12 years old when the movie came out. Um, so a combination of the movie, the parents, school parents and teachers would catch yep. us playing out there. And, and of mm-hmm. course you're in a Catholic school playing Dungeons and Dragons to hell with yeah. you, my son, you know, you don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Don't you oh. care. So I remember that I didn't really get too far into the game cause I wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I- I can I can understand where people would could would would have that idea. You know, I mean, you're like Mark said. You're there's demons and 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 there's gods and there's yeah, you know, stuff like that. And I, I could see where you know, especially you know, the religious. I still hear it today. You know, people are like, oh well, you know, there's demons and stuff. And it, well, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's true. So I can I can understand why some people would not want you to to go down that path, especially as a child, you, you may not know the difference, you know, right. And, and get, you may get carried away and, yeah. and start believing some of that or, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, but, yeah. uh, or it may take you, you know, Oh, I want to, this is pretty interesting. I want to learn more about demons and, mm-hmm. and it could lead into something else. I mean, I'm not right. saying anybody would do that, but it could. Sure. And so I could understand where a concerned parent yeah. might be like, well, you know, you know, I think he was totally, I think any parents totally has the right to be very concerned about what their kid is watching, what they are reading, uh, everything that they're into. But, uh, you can't just, you, you got to investigate it on your own, I believe. And, uh, yeah. it was just such, and, and you know, it, the interesting thing is, is, TSR, the company that behind Dungeons Dragons, they really changed a lot of their marketing strategy based on some of the media portrayals of the game. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like in the late '80s, they revamped Dungeons and Dragons. And I they, remember that. Right, Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition came out, mm-hmm. okay. and they really kind of sack. I guess you would say they kind of just like genericized it more i don't know what word they, they kind of took some of the more sensationalistic elements out they trimmed the fat so they wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't have such a backstory to everything kind of yeah. yeah and you know there were no longer demons and devils they were called like some other thing instead i think cool. it's like mm-hmm. fiends and then like something else i can't remember what they called them uh but they called them by different names i mean there were oh. no no longer demons and devils in, right in there and they were they did not they when they were talked about the gods they it was it was like the clerics got i don't know it, it was just a lot of the things that people had the most objections to were removed or at least toned down considerably uh okay you know that kind of thing and no longer did we have harpies that were topless in the monster manual for example uh that kind of thing mm-hmm. sure it, so if you ever want to see a hot, topless harpy, you just check the first edition Monster Man. 
Let me write this down. I yeah. can find this out. Uh, it might be on the interwebs. Uh, I'm not positive. But. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that um, JJ, how he was wearing that hat with the pointy spike at the <laughs> yes. at the opening. Yes. He, um, I, I wrote a list. So he he wore that hat. The next next time he had a cowboy hat on. Yeah. Then he had like the uh, the World War One pilot uh, hat with the glasses. Then he had a hard hat on. Then he had a, a, a plaid kind of hat with a feather. Then he had the pilot hat back on again. Then he had a pith helmet. Yeah. Then then he had a blue pith helmet. Then he had the pith, the other pith helmet. Okay, and then it gets interesting because then he's having a Halloween party and he's not wearing a hat at all. <laughs> and after that Halloween party, he never wears a hat again. Right. Did he outgrow it well, or did they just get lazy? I think it was like something in the book. It's like he wore those because he kind of wanted to be quirky and unique. Okay. So I, I think, you know, when he stopped, it was because he didn't really care about that anymore. You know, okay. that was not, they, you know, he was becoming more fixed as the, yeah. you, that, was his, um, that was his you, character arc. He was, his, you know. Yeah, I mean, you have to think a lot about this movie. They don't do a very good job of building up to that kind of stuff. It's just no. he's wearing a hat, and all of a sudden, he's not. Hats. Yeah, it's like they don't explain it at all. And in the book, yeah. in the book, they did explain it. I don't know why they would put that in and not explain it because it's really strange. Yeah, Connor, when he, we watched it together, he's like, "What is he wearing? He looks like a yeah. World War One German." You know, and I'm like, yeah, right, I don't know. exactly, crazy, right? <laughs> oh, and also, okay, so. They, they they say that, you know, J.J.'s the young guy. He's really lonely. He doesn't fit in. But he had two he had two different parties in that movie, mm-hmm. and they were full of people. Right. So how could he be, you know, this lonely, no, you know, he doesn't fit in, but everybody comes to his party. You right. Know? I mean, I, exactly. I don't buy that. Was that in the book, too? Or? Uh, no, he had the huge parties still. And I, I think it was like he felt like – there was a lot of people he was one of those the cliche i may have a lot of people around but i'm really lonely inside you know oh, kind of a okay, deal okay right i see okay sure same thing he went through in meat meatloaf meatballs <laughs> sorry meatballs meatloaf <laughs> meatloaf meatloaf the band he was in later i don't whatever can cover up that mistake <laughs> um yeah you talk you were talking earlier about the uh the, the opening credits where they're driving through yeah. new york they pass a movie theater that's showing Empire Strikes Back and Creep Show. Oh, that's nice. awesome! Yeah, and then the funny thing is, been way better use of our. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, yep. the, the funny thing is that the very next block, I guess, is like a uh, uh, rated X theater, and the movie was called "I Like to Watch." <laughs> so, so it's like Empire Strikes Back, Creep Show, and then literally the next block is like the you know the uh, the what what'd you call it the smut district. The the smut smut district. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's I want to start a band called Smut District. <laughs> smut district. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. Is it your Frankie Goes to Hollywood cover band? That's right. Then I'm sorry. I'm just going down my notes. Make sure I don't forget anything. Yeah. But whenever they, whenever they played the game, they always had like the lights turned off and candles. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that's kind of cool. But I don't. I mean, you're not really helping the cause. And I guess that's why they did it to make it seem like it's some kind of a cult thing. Right. Right. But I, I don't know. I never played any games with the candles. Yeah. You know, you can't see anything. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I, I did of, it that, once, but it was like two years ago. Just I did it for like an effect once when I was running a game uh, of D and D. It was uh-oh. it was fun, but we, you know when I was a kid, he's we getting, never did that. So he's getting he's getting pretty deep. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. That was my Pardue coming out there. I think I'm uh, going that's... to give away all of my money now <laughs> and look for the hopelessly downtrodden. <laughs> that would explain that third aisle. Forget it. <laughs> Third eye in the center of your forehead. <laughs> that would indeed. <laughs> Quit winking at us. Um, oh man, what was the name oh, of that man. that video game where you put in the video and you play the game, and then the guy always said that you were banished? Um, was it nightmares or nightmare? That's one of that's that's one. That one we used to play with a candle. Where you where you put the v, the VHS and the tape? V, yep. Oh, and the okay. Tape and the okay. and the thing with the stuff, and the guy would just be like, you know. We actually <laughs> um, we bought that game this past year at a garage sale for like a dollar. Oh man, nightmare! And my parents they um, they tried to play it. My daughter spent the night, and my brother was there or something, and um, they had it all set up, and they they because it, it has the v, the VHS tape, but my parents still have a v, v, uh, VCR. Yeah. But it, but it, they hadn't used it in so long. It didn't work. Oh, or or it kept, or it kept a stop. I don't know. Something, something happened, and they couldn't really play the game because the the VCR wasn't working. But they, somebody put it on YouTube, so I burned a DVD. Oh, cool! Form, so now nice. So they, anyway. nice. Anyway, that's my nightmare story. Oh, I love that. That's a good you idea know, I, too. One of the things that really bugged me, I mean, just the the details that. I guess Rona Jaffe or whatever, she had got wrong about how the game is actually played. There's not much oh, of that right. in the in the in the movie, but in the book, there's not much either. And I, I noticed in your notes it says that the miniatures are really big. Yeah, what kind of miniatures I, were they? I don't know. I never had miniatures until like the mid '90s. I, we never had minis ever. Okay. When I was younger, playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, I, didn't I don't see know it myself. You know, I that came on way later, so I don't know why they thought they had to have those minis, and they looked like He-Man figure size. You know, they were huge. Yeah, but uh, she at one point said something about uh, Spock, the Venetian from uh, Star Trek, and I was like, "Really? You're you're gonna fact? You're gonna miss that fact out of all the facts in the book?" Yeah, that's bad. And the editor must have missed. Yeah, it's like, how does that happen? And then. and That's thing, like, the part where um, JJ just like kills his character in the middle of the game, right? He he jumps into a pit that has clearly got spikes or something at the bottom. He doesn't look for traps. He doesn't do anything like that. And then uh, Daniel, the the oh, I'm sorry, the game runner or whatever they called it, game controller, uh, said, "Oh, you're that's it. You're dead. You get impaled on spikes." That never happens in Dungeons and Dragons because you're always rolling dice to see what happens, right? Right, right. You know, I mean, there's no. That's not how the narratives flow. It's just like you see what happens, and uh, you would have rolled a die to see if you die or dodge or whatever. And and it just bugged me that that's how they wanted to run that. I don't know. Uh, and maybe I'm picking nits here, but <laughs> ticked me off. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's like a major plot point, and they can't even get it right. I was like, really? Come on. Well, yeah, and then they they say, you know, like, hey, let's go in the caverns, but 
if you go in the caverns, you're going to get expelled from school. So they parked their car right in front of the entrance <laughs> yeah. to the cavern. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's always good. Nobody would do that. Right, right. Oh, and, oh, and it, another thing that bugged me, it was so funny. They they posted like a a sign on like the community bulletin board looking for another player oh, right. when they find Robbie. Right. And he's like, I've made it all the way to the ninth level. And they're like, we are also to the ninth level. No one else has ever made it this far before. Perhaps you can join us and we can see. And I'm like, you know what? They could have, that's not how it works. A new game is new levels, right? I mean, didn't that yeah. that how the way you guys always made it work? I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I've got a seventh level character, so I can't be in your first level character's <laughs> game. I guess we can never play together or ever be friends. Sorry. Oh, you know, right, you would right. make a new character. It just, it's just, or if one of them died, they'd be like, "Well, now I've got to start over from level one." Really? Right. Do you have to? You think? I don't think so. Yeah, and then at, at the beginning, they um, they they ask uh, Robbie, "Hey, you know, you want to play with us?" And he's like, "No, no, I got to study." Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> can't can't you do both? Like, no. It's just a, you know, it's like one or the other. They, they you know, and then his parents were like. You can't play that awful game. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why do they think it's so awful that? And then, and then a couple, someone else says too. It's like, oh, uh, I can't play. I, you know, I, I, I really got to. I got to yeah. buckle down. It's got. And it's going to take too much time. I guess. I guess they're implying that if the people that play this game get so into it that they can't do anything else mm-hmm. and it takes over their lives. Yeah. But that, that's exactly I mean, what happens because they start. They're playing one night a week. And, you know, that's something they can balance. And then they just get so into it when they're going into the caves that they do it like two and three nights a week. And then they're so worn out because they've stayed up late in the caverns. And, oh, I'm going to fail all my classes and blah, 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 and that kind of stuff. You know, just, again, trying, you know, there's no redeeming qualities about the game at all. Not that it would be great for stress relief for stressed college kids, you know. I mean, come on, come on. So the the lady that okay so in the movie the at the very end the the girl Kate uh who wants to be a oh yeah also at the very beginning when you first meet her mm-hmm. her her she says oh I I'm not I'm never going to get married I want to be a famous writer <laughs> yeah it's got to be like, either uh, or <laughs> that's stupid but okay you know but so anyway yeah so I'm like wow uh okay so but at the at the end of the movie She's like, I finally got my novel that I'm going to write, and it's going to be about us and, and about Robbie and about the game. So the the lady that wrote the book, the real book, uh-huh. You're she, saying, she didn't write the book no. off of her life, did no. she? No, no, no. Okay. There is no way this was a real group of people that did these things. <laughs> For one thing, there's no way to find that many pith helmets that are different. Yeah, there's just – that would break it in half right there. There's just – that's that's it. But no uh, – I think that was just a, again, just kind of a cliche, sloppy, you know, thing. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, is that is that in the book as well? Yeah, it is. That she's going to write about. That's going to be her big breakthrough. Was you know she was kind of in a writer's rut, um, couldn't get past the blank page, and then I know I'll write about this crazy story and maybe help other people to learn from our mistakes. Wow. <laughs> that kind of thing. So was any of the book based off anything real or is it all just made up? it's all it's it's all made up i don't I, I i think it's let me look back through it there may have been something at the very beginning that talked about 
the actual incident with that uh, fella? What, what, what I read just real briefly was there was a guy in college and he was playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. They thought, they thought that, that, that he had went down into the tunnels and um, under the college um, and somehow they got the idea in their heads that he was playing the game in the tunnels, which they weren't, but he disappeared. They thought he was in the tunnels, but he ended up moving to Brazil or something and was working on an oil rig. So he, he had some issues, but yeah, they took that and they took the idea that, that I guess his friends that he, maybe he did play the game with thought maybe he was in a tunnel and then they just made it into something it totally wasn't yeah. and ran with it. Yeah. yeah. I looked back through it and there's nothing in here about being based on a real story or anything like that. Do you, so, okay. do you guys I, remember Patricia pulling the, the lady that started bad? bad I remember bad. that, but I don't remember her What's bad? particular. The, the bothered about Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. It was, uh, oh, she was okay. the mom of the, uh, her son was the one that committed suicide mm-hmm. because he thought that his uh, he thought that he had a curse placed upon him. Oh, that okay. Uh, that was a different. And game, yeah, right? I don't think that has anything to do with uh, that. Came after all this, I think. Yeah, but you know, See, that's I, a, go ahead. That's a kid that had you know he had some mental issues. Mm-hmm. But the the game, I mean, if he didn't play this game, he would have found something else. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I mean, he, he could have been an athlete and lost the game and, you know, thought the game was his, you know, the, that they lost the game and it was his fault. I mean, it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they pin it on, the, you know, you know they're, Dungeons and Dragons. Kids commit suicide. They do that. There are yeah. teenagers do that. They, you know, and so teenagers also play Dungeons and Dragons. So it would necessarily correlate that there will eventually be a kid who commits suicide that also plays Dungeons and Dragons. That does not mean that right. one thing caused another. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel for the people who that happens to, but uh, that doesn't mean that what they were doing, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons caused anything. I mean, uh, I guess it could, anything like that could, I, I guess, could really just overwhelm somebody, you know, kind of get you, right. uh, it could be anything. It could be, you know, watching it's Powerpuff tough. Girls or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You just uh, reminded me of something, made me think of something that it's funny that, you know, in 1982, I know, you know, everything's different now, but back then this, this movie, this book came out and, and Dungeons Dragons is so bad and, and, and all this, but now, um, just the few comic conventions and stuff that I've been to, mm -hmm. there are some people that are way, yeah into whatever they're into. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not judging everybody's right. into their own thing. Yeah. But there are some people that, that that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, whether it's uh, ponies or star Wars or, or, and there, there are people that are the same way with sports, but and they are culture. Absolutely. Culture looks, they, they, they get a free pass. We're not going to, uh, you know, but <laughs> they, you know, it's the same, it's the exact same thing, but, mm-hmm. You know, but but it's but but that's okay. But back in 1982, some kids play Dungeons Dragons, and the whole country's in an uproar. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, know, it was it was a big deal. It's, it's, it's so different now. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how yeah. how things well, change. You know, ner- you can be nerdy now. It, it, you can be a geeky thing. You you can get into something like that 
and be eccentric about something. And it's a little bit more socially acceptable than it was. Yeah. Do you think that it's because either, either or, or both that more people uh, have grown up with this stuff? So, so it's like, I, I see you doing, you know, your thing and I'm like, Hey, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Cause I've got my thing and, and I know that there's nothing wrong with that. And I know that that's, that's cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, um, Oh man, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Bring it back, man. I think it's the internet. I, I think that's why it's okay. You know, cause people that are into those things, whatever they are, they can get online with other people that share the common interest. And then it kind of feeds on itself, you know? Exactly. And nostalgia so, is so hot right now. Yeah. Nostalgia is big and we are, you know, anything from the eighties and, is is getting huge again mm-hmm. like you know we were just talking about star wars before the show started mm-hmm. man that's gonna make like a trillion dollars and yeah uh be the biggest movie ever i would be very surprised if it's not well it's whoa. funny because uh i've met uh <laughs> i live yeah i live in south texas and so there's um there's a lot of people here that are into hunting fishing mm-hmm. uh sports football all that kind of stuff you know yeah. and that's fine i'm not I'm not dogging Shooting it. It's not my thing. With but... shot off shotguns. <laughs> that's, my, that, that's my thing. No. Um, but it's really interesting because, you know, even today around certain groups of people, it's like you mentioned Star Wars or drawing or painting or comics, and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. But they will sit there for 30 minutes talking about NASCAR yeah, or, I know. or, hunt, I or know. hunting. And it's, it's mm. the same thing. But because that's, you know, manly or whatever, that's okay to be obsessed about it. But right. you talk about something that's creative in a whole different way, and it's like, I don't get that, you know. Yeah. And I'm not dogging anybody, but it's really interesting. Dale Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, NASCAR, I, yeah. I, do not, I do not get driving in a circle. No, me neither. You know, like, this past weekend was <laughs> the opening day of deer season was Saturday. Right. And so okay, all yeah. the men at church on Sunday are talking about deer season. And like right. me and Connor, they're like, well, we watched Star Wars yesterday. That was pretty awesome. I can't wait for yeah. the, You know, we, it was just, I have, I, I can't talk for about sitting in a stand in the freezing cold, waiting for something to walk by for all Bambi day long. Yeah. You know. Oh man, I, I'm a, I'm I'm sorry, Mark. I'm gonna have to tell you this real quick. Okay. One of the guys I work with, you know, a couple of years ago, he was out deer hunting and he was sitting in his stand waiting for the deer, and he kept hearing uh, this uh, this noise, like uh, something like kind of rattling or something. And oh, he, good and it was windy. Is it another snake story? <laughs> so he. Uh, <laughs> He, he he opens the door and it's you know he thinks it was a branch hitting the stand or whatever. So he's sitting there, uh, and he's I don't know how long he sat there. I guess till they came and got him. And when because they dropped him off, you know, because they they take you to your spot so you, so people aren't driving around scaring a deer away. So anyway, so he's sitting there. He hears this noise or whatever. I don't know how long he was there. A couple hours. The guy comes to pick him up, and and the guy coming to pick him up hears that noise and he's like. What is that noise? He walks up to the the stand where my coworker's sitting. Underneath the stand is like a big bunch of rattlesnakes. Mm. Bunch of rattlesnakes, or maybe one. I don't remember. Oh, that would have freaked me out though to find a big. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So anyway, there there you go. (laughs) What is it? You keep talking about this Mark person, but Mark has disappeared, and now there's only Pardue left. (laughs) I love your chicken. Too much for him. 
and he has finally snapped <laughs> due to the pressure. <laughs> if only he had had the time to play Mazes and Monsters tonight to work through his problems. Pardue, you know what I like, Pardue, is your chicken strips while I watch Dale Earnhardt going around a circle. Real quick, what is the name of that creature? There is a creature. I don't know if it's a type of mouse or something like that that sound that has something built on him to make him sound like a rattler. Or is it an in, an insect? I can't remember. I don't know, but I don't uh, want to see one ever. I don't know. It's it's really cool. I forgot what it was, whether it's a rodent or an insect, but it has a rattling sound to keep people away from it. Oh, and wow, and uh, or other animals as well. It'll shake something on itself and it'll make noise. For those listening, if you know, write into Tubacast. <laughs> yeah. Let us know, and you can be uh, yeah. in the next episode. <laughs> and we'll give you a snakeskin carcass. I'm, I'm gonna get off snakes for a second. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> I got into Dungeon Dragons a little bit, maybe when I was in sixth grade a little bit i think i played with some friends and i got i was more into like painting the miniatures Mm -hmm. um and i think i played a couple times then we moved i lived in indiana we moved to texas and i only knew one guy that played and so basically it would be me and my brother would play sometimes just me and him sometimes i would just play by myself i would play all the characters and make up my own stories and stuff so i didn't really play a whole lot I painted a whole bunch of miniatures, mm-hmm. and then I started drawing, like, the characters out. Like, mm-hmm. this is my ranger. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I – that kind of got up, – up to that point, I've always been kind of crafty or whatever, but that's when I really started drawing things. And so that was probably eighth grade maybe. So that's kind of got me into drawing. I read the, all the Dragonlance books. Mm-hmm. My parents were really cool. They were like um, – they, they were always supportive of reading. So we would go to the mall to the Walden's books. Yep. Um, and not, not like every week, but whenever we went, they would say, okay, pick out a book because they wanted to support reading. Yeah, that's uh, good. Reading. That's that's reading. So I read all those. Um, and, you know, like that librarian said that, that she thought they were adult. I could see where an adult reading that would be like, well, there's – there's magicians and they're shooting people with arrows. Yeah. And chopping, you know, I mean, and I so in her a level of violence to it, certainly. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe, maybe she was thinking adult would be like, Hey, I don't think kids should be reading about them killing each other. And so, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she was really conservative that way. Maybe. Um, and you know, who knows? But the thing um, is, is I read a wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin or however you say it. In the same library, and it, it's it is a fantasy <laughs> story about a wizard apprentice. I mean, it, you know, so I'm like, come on, lady. Yeah. I, I just really don't think she read them. I, I really don't. Probably not. No. I played D and D for a long time in middle school, high school. Got into it with several different groups of friends. Actually, played in college, even up to the time I moved out. I was still buying the books. Uh, I didn't play so much then, but I was still, you know, because they're fun to read and just kind of learn about the game and and all. I worked in a Walden Books, actually. When you mentioned that, it kind of uh, intrigued me. I yeah. bought a bunch of books at a D&D books at a discount because of working there, you know. Oh, sure. But it kind of, I just kind of stopped playing, you know, got married, had the kids, whatever, and didn't really play. And then I think, oh, three or four years ago, just kind of at the at the game store, um, and saw 
the red box. And it was just like the red box from when I was a kid that oh, had the dragon on the cover, you know, and oh, okay, and nice. uh, it was kind of a revamp of the game again. And they put out this new starter set. And I was like, I'm going to check that out and started playing again with the same people that I'd played with oh, wow. 20 some odd years ago and their kids. Oh, so nice. that has been the most fun is having us older people and then our kids playing together in the same game. That has been the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it's so that funny. That does sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my dad actually watched us play when we were, when I was a kid, because he said, you can play this game, but you have to have it at our house because he wanted to keep an yeah. eye on what we were doing, you know? Sure, sure. And so he would be in the living room while we were playing in the dining room and, uh, everybody left and he's like you know it seemed to me you guys did more just shooting the bull and eating pizza than you did just about anything else and i was like yeah "Yeah, well you know that's kind of what it's just it's just a social activity more than more than anything i think i mean that was kind of a big thing uh, about it and it it still is now i love getting together with my buddies to play this stuff but it's more about seeing them and uh having fun doing something together like that than it is you know role-playing my character or casting spells or what have you no matter what part you might say, <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm 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 kind of jealous because when um, like I said when we played, I think maybe just a few times we had like four or five people. Most of the time it was two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't play a whole lot. I've always wanted to have that game where there's like four or five people and and it's you know a couple hours. It, but it just once when I moved to Texas, there was just nobody that played. So I'm I'm a little jealous. No. Well, and now now I live in a town. And I, pff, I don't know if anybody even knows what Dungeons Dragons is. <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, not, I'm not being rude. I mean, it's just I know what a dungeon not. is, and I know what a dragon is. <laughs> but not sure about putting the two of them together. Not at all. Now, if you have them both in the same room, <laughs> would that be the home for the dragon? <laughs> Can we shoot that dragon <laughs> with a shot off shotgun? I just made one today. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Oh man, I, I was I was actually a little bit scared. Um, I would have been a lot scared. It's yeah, awesome. a little. Ki- I was more scared of them than the snakes because mm-hmm. it, it only takes a split second to get shot. Yeah, no mm. kidding. By some little kid, some little twelve-year-old with the sawed-off shotgun. That's all I need. Oh man, <laughs> that's thug life, it makes a good baby. story. It makes a good story. I'll yeah. tell you what. No kidding. No kidding. I'll tell you another snake story. So, no, no, no. Th- this is a good one. You'll like this oh. one. One of the snakes. Uh, we went. B- we went back again. Um, I don't know. Maybe a year later. But there weren't any snakes. But we 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 camped out. We we, we went snake hunting and then we just slept in tents in, on the ground, which wasn't that much fun. But we found one snake and we had a little a little campfire. And when we they somebody shot the snake and threw it in the fire. <laughs> And uh, so the snake was dead or whatever, but when you threw it in the fire, it 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 um, the heat made all the the water and the blood just start to boil out and bubble out, and it it was hissing and popping. Ew, it's gross. Oh man, thank you. I got right, I right. got one really thank quick you for that, Amy. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, when I worked at the toll road, we had a, a boss that was from Africa. True story. Um, and and we had one <laughs> true story like uh, mazes and monsters. He, yeah, well, he's on it. In, in the parking lot was next to thick woods behind, and there was a uh, the black garden snakes that came out once in a while, 
And uh, so he, he went right up to it. Everybody else is screaming. And he just walked right up to it because he's used to this. He went down, picked, right. picked, grabbed it, picked it up, swung it around to break its neck and threw it back over the fence. <laughs> oh, wow. Just as, as simple as like just matter of fact. Yeah. Getting right. your mail out of a mailbox. He was just, he just walked right up. Oh, look at this. And wow. Everybody's like, oh, savior. You know, Last year, I had to substitute 45 minutes a week for one of the teachers at school, and he had a snake in his room. (laughs) The one teacher who's got a snake, and I have to sub on a 45 minutes of the Friday afternoon, the last 45 minutes of the day, I had to be in there. And I told the kids first off, I was like, I hate snakes. Somebody's going to have to stand in front of the cage while I'm in here. And they did. (laughs) One of them would stand there. And uh, <laughs> most of the time it was okay, but one day he he would just sit, you know, it would just lay in there most of the time, no big thing or hiding. And then one day I came in and that thing was wor- wiggling around and squirming and coming up the walls of the tank. And I'm like, what oh, is the wow. deal with this thing? And, you know, it was terrifying. And they're like, well, it shed its skin. And they, they're really anxious after they shed their skin. And I'm like, I'm really anxious after it after shed, shed its skin. skin. <laughs> oh. You think being yeah, I'm still gonna have nightmares tonight after thinking about all this stuff. Oh well. Hey, can I tell you can I tell you one more? Oh for, no, please. Really? <laughs> You're kidding, okay, right? No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your podcast. <laughs> you go do whatever you want. It's called the this torture one. mark alley cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a Halloween episode. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Last week, uh so I work for the electric company and uh, I don't I don't do anything outside, but um one of the guys was telling me he was climbing up a pole. And so, so we have trucks that have the bucket on the back and it, it'll, it'll lift up and you can reach the poles, but sometimes they have to put these boot, these little hooks on their boots and they, and they, you can climb up a pole, mm-hmm. um, just like the old days with your feet, yeah. yep, like the old days. You're right. So anyway, so, so he was climbing up there. He had to work on this light and the light was in a, it had, all these trees had grown up around this light. He climbs up there and he's taken off the top of the light. And a snake falls out of the pipe that mm-hmm. the, the, the light's kind of like on a pipe. If that's how it's connected to the pole. And I, and the snake fell out and landed on his lap and he's, he's up there on the, on this pole. Oh so he can't let go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing he can do. So he, so he, he's just sitting there like freaking out, trying not to like scream or anything. And after a few seconds, the snake climbed off of him and, and onto the pole. But, um, I'm like, man, I, I'd have, I'd have been dead. Yeah. I had to cut my rope and just just fell. You know, when I was a kid, I had a recurring nightmare about snakes, and it was very specific. And you guys are going to laugh at me when you hear what this is, <laughs> because Freud would have a field day with <laughs> of this dream. But I would be in a lum- in lumberjack clothes, right, like flannel jeans, all this, and I was topping trees in Maine. I don't know why. <laughs> but i'm topping trees and so i was climbing all the way up to the tallest tree in the forest and i'm topping that tree and i'm cutting hey, through the top of the tree did you sleep all hey, night Mark. and work all day i guess i probably did <laughs> what what is topping what is topping? topping trees is you go to the top and you cut the top off yeah i don't know why do they do I that mean, i don't know why they do it i read about it oh. in a book somewhere probably and oh okay. you know who knows but uh, okay. I'm topping okay. trees, but turns out I, I cut the top off this tree, and it's hollow. 
And guess, oh, guess what it's full of? Wow. It's full of snakes. And they come pouring out all over me. And I freak oh. out. And so I'm falling and I've got snakes all over me. And then I wake up in tears every time. Oh. That was my recurring dream all the time. And thank you for bringing wow. it back, Chris, <laughs> with your story of the, the poor guy on the utility pole. So, so you're scared of snakes and trees. <laughs> and apparently so. so and lumberjacks. My, my wife is, I'm going to break her ribs tonight. I'm going to hold on to her so tight when we're asleep. So I'm going to send you the bill for... <laughs> Uh, he's oh, a lumberjack man. and he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely a very odd dream. But anyway, man, you really, you really are afraid of snakes. I do have some issues with snakes in my life. I sure do. Maybe you just need to get in a box full of snakes and just nope. Fear factor, baby. <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't think so. I Start think off with to... earthworms first and move yourself no. up. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't even like things that look like a snake. Like, I really don't like worms because they look like snakes. What about gummy worms? I, I hate gummy worms. I would <laughs> gummy worm. Really? I. I oh man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be writing about those in in my next book. Just the whole snake thing is such a part of me. I guess I have to. That'd be a good book to read. Share it with everybody. Yeah. There you go. I would like to take this time to thank you, Chris, for for uh, also for Mark's incredible picture too. But oh yeah, the, I'm looking uh, at it right now. Halloween artwork, yeah, and oh yeah, no problem. Shelley's as well. Beautiful. I told you what we're going to do with ours, didn't I? We we. Uh, I I saw them on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> friend. <laughs> no, they're, they're, every Halloween is part of our setup. So what we do, we, awesome. we put them in uh, four by six frames, and they're sitting out right now. But uh, that's what they oh, are. Cool. They're going to be our fall uh, part of our fall decorations. I love it awesome. so much. I'm going to keep it out all the time. It's going to be right next there to my Optimus Prime that he painted as well. It was <laughs> it was awesome. such a treat to see those every day in October. I, I really oh, looked you. forward to which who was going to be the next one. Yeah, and I definitely. was like, "Oh, am I going to get one? Am I going to get one?" And I was like, "I got one, yeah!" <laughs> and it was perfect. Oh man, I love yeah, it. it was. I it will was not fun. eat yeah. brains. So clever. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that chalkboard. Yeah, that so, was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a fun project. Yeah, I'm glad you liked them. That was cool. Yep. Thank you. Thank you again. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So uh, any other. Uh, Monster, um, monsters and maces, or uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, thoughts. I think I've shared enough about both. Of them. <laughs> I wish I was more into it, and uh, I'm sad that I wasn't. But uh, so no, hey, I have no other thoughts. <laughs> have you guys ever played the game Crossbows and Catapults? Yes. No. Oh, that's a fun game. I've got. Can, uh, I think I've got Wizards and Warriors, or no? What is it called? It's in my closet right now. Hang on. It's like it's very similar. Just a sec. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, Kevin. Yes, sir. Uh, Crossbows and Catapults is a game. It came out. I don't know if it's late '80s, maybe. I'm not sure, but basically, you you um, it's plastic uh, bricks, and you build a castle, and your opponent builds a castle. You you have to like you play on the floor. And you each have like a catapult, and um, I forgot what they call it, but it's like a crossbow, and and you shoot these little round discs at each other's awesome. castle, and, 
and try to knock it. Um, you try to knock the castle over, or try that. You, you can also uh, you you can also put flags on your castle, and you try to knock the flags over. It's really fun. Oh yeah, yeah it sounds like it definitely. I just look. It's the ones I have are called weapons and warriors. Okay. But it's basically the same stuff. I got them at a. I went to a small gaming convention a few years back, and there was a silent okay. auction, and somebody sold three sets. They put in the auction, and I picked them up. Wow. And we came home and un- undid all of them, and had this huge red Wars. versus blue ca- castles awesome. and little little knights put up all over the place on horses. It's just it's cool. Very it's cool. A, stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a fun game. Yeah, a lot of fun. You can never find all the pieces once you. I think we found one of those little red catapult balls like three three months after we played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's where that went. <laughs> okay, so crossbows and catapults. We have um, the the original one that we got. Like, I guess it. I guess maybe the late '80s or something. It's a purple <laughs> box, and, and so that's me. Our brother would play that growing up. We still have it. I think it's at my mom's house, and so. Like maybe two or three years ago, we got it out at Christmas and we and we played, and um, I said, man, I wanna I wanna see if there's some more like maybe on eBay we could get another set and like make a make it so four people could play, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and my kids could play or, or our wives or whatever. And so I started looking on eBay. My brother would look, and they were really expensive because they're 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 collectors. They're old, yeah. yeah. And um. So every now and then I'd look and, you know, and, and I found a set that I bid on and I think I got it for like 20 bucks, which was cheap because most of them are like over a hundred dollars. Wow. And, and, um, so, I, so yeah, I'll take it 20 bucks. And that was like with shipping. I, I think what happened was the guy started the bid at 10 bucks and, and for whatever reason, nobody bid on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because all the other ones were like a hundred dollars and more. Yeah. So anyway, so I won it. But the really the really neat thing was so when I got it in the mail, he shipped it to me and and the box that it came in was an old service merchandise box. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Which I still have. I have it out in the in the carport. But um yeah, it was like an old service I think it was like a VCR or something, but it had service merch which is they haven't been around for years. No, it's been a long time since I've been in one of those stores. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah it's win win all around. That was no awesome. Kidding. That's funny. But yeah, it's a fun game. It's a, it's a neat game. I wish I grew up in your guys' houses. <laughs> Why? So you could uh, be yelled at for reading adult books? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was, you know, there was always something funny going on in our house. That's for sure. Well, Kevin, if you had grown up with us, you wouldn't be who you are today. That's true. That's right. You'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was coming. Bazinga. I thought this was a very special Oh, that's worse. <laughs> going to be a very special episode of the Duke. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm just I'm Telling just about kidding. how he's I'm okay no matter what happens. Yeah, it's okay. No. If he just. It's okay. Mr. Chance, Roger no says I'm awesome. special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves me. He's my neighbor. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well. Uh, so on. Uh, <laughs> and we're out. Go. Uh, go. Go. Work out your problems in the game. <laughs> but, uh, Please. Uh, yeah. So. Um, can I tell you my my favorite haunted house story? Please. Um, me and um, I lived in Austin, and me and this uh, a guy that I knew were going. Uh, we were going to Dallas for a comic convention or something, and it's and that's it was about three hours away. And so we were coming back one night. Um, I don't know if we spent the night. But anyway, we were coming back, and it was dark. 
and it was it was October sometime, and so we're coming back. We're driving down the highway, and the part that the part of the highway that we were at was closer to um, Dallas, where we were coming from. So we didn't really we weren't familiar with where we were. We just knew we you get on this highway and you drive straight and you get back to Austin. Well, so we're going, and it's kind of it's kind of that part of the highway was kind of like in the country a little bit. It wasn't by the cities. Um, and so there's a billboard or something that said like next exit for such and such haunted house. Mm-hmm. And, and we were, we were both kind of Halloween guys. So I'm like, Oh dude, let's go, let's go. That'd be awesome. And, and you know, we don't know where we're at. You know, we just know you're supposed to be on this highway. So we take <laughs> the next exit and, and it's like, well, it can't be that far. You know, there's nothing here. And it's and it's like, okay, haunted house, t- take this exit and take a left or whatever. So, so, okay, all right, cool, cool. So we take the exit and we, and we take this left and we keep going and we keep going and we're driving like out in, in like farm, farm country and it's dark. You know, we, like I said, we don't even know like what exit we took or anything. So, and I think this was, um, before either one of us had a cell phone. Um, so, so we're out here and so it's kind of scary because we don't really know where we're at and we don't know. <laughs> yeah where we're going and so we fi- but so we keep following the road and and eventually it takes us to like an old farm and there's all these cars there so we're like okay this this must be the haunted house i don't, you know, I don't know <laughs> and 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 sure enough what what it was was they there's a house and a barn like a big barn and each one of them they had turned into a haunted house so there's two two haunted houses i see and uh, and you and you you pay for both or or one or whatever so we did the house first and so you go in the house, and we had to wait a while. And when we finally get in, you, they, they break it up, and, like, you go with a group. And it was the best haunted house I've ever been into, and, and here's why. One of the rooms, the ceiling actually lowered. Awesome. And the ceiling, wow. the ceiling came down, so you had to, like, actually hunch down, which was really cool because I've never been in a haunted house that did that uh, before or after. Um, and then you, you go through different rooms and I remember one of the rooms was like a library and, and they were talking about ghosts and this and this, and they turned the light off. And when they turn the light back on, there's ghosts in there. And it, and the ghosts were like little kids dressed up like in, in white, but, but the cool, the, the cool part was the kids were like trying to usher you into the hallway to go to the next room. Right. But, but the kids, and I don't know if they did this to everybody or just me, I don't know. But they started shoving me against the wall, <laughs> and and the thing is about haunted houses, you're not supposed to touch people, right? You know, right? Because because people get into it and they'll hit people and all this kind of crap. But so these little kids were like shoving me against the wall, and I'm like, <laughs> and I think it's cool because I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is this is how it should be. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to be pushing me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, I'm like, you know, but it's really cool. And so, so you anyway, punched so the kid. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of, I was kind of freaked out. I'm like, maybe this is a ghost, you know, cause I don't think the kids are supposed to be pushing people, but anyway, it was really fun. So then you go in, um, you go outside and they have like a little pond out there. And then this guy jumps up out of the water. I love, like he had yeah. Yeah. Oh, like boy. a snorkel or something. It was, I've been awesome. to one like that yeah. where the guy oh. dressed up in a sea monster outfit came out of the water. Oh, that's, oh. The, that's the best. And then, um, and so, so yeah, those were all awesome. And then at the very end, it's got the chainsaw guy. Yeah. Um, but, but what this one did was you, you kind of go in a room and it's, you're, you're like in a, in a hallway looking through like, like a busted up wall 
and you can, so you're, you're looking into another room kind of and in that other room is the chainsaw guy and he's chopping up some girl but what happens <laughs> is one of the walls drops down so all of a sudden you're like right next that's to the chainsaw awesome guy. yeah wow but the way they do it is the wall that drops down is kind of in the back so all the people in the back of the group are all of a sudden standing next to the chainsaw guy. So they start freaking. <laughs> and so they start running. And all the people at the front don't know that the wall fell down, you know, because it's in the back. <laughs> so all the people in the back are screaming and running. And and then they just start pushing all of us in the front. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and, they're just, and they're pushing us and they're screaming. I'm like, what happened? And this one girl fell down and she hurt her knee. Oh. And then... And then the chainsaw guy's coming. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, but, but what happens is he's chasing. He's chasing everybody. And so we all have to run because the people in the back are pushing because, you know. So all of a sudden you, you, you run because you have to. And then all of a sudden you're outside. The door opens and you're out in the yard. And what it is, it's the, it's the scene from the chainsaw movie where they have all the, the sheets hanging up in the, like, they're drying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like he's chasing, I think in a movie he chases a girl through the the laundry or something. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They do. Yeah, so it's just like that, and so everybody's running through (laughs) like these sheets and stuff, and that guy with the chainsaw chases everybody all the way out, all the way, and you have to keep running and you keep running, and then you come out the fence, and then you're you're right where you started, like at the front of the house. Everybody's everybody's get a workout for that. Man, it was the that was awesome. That sounds intense to me. It was pretty intense. I mean, that girl fell down. People were screaming and pushing and going nuts. God, like, it was awesome. There's, there's two. Uh, I want to share just two scenes, not not whole haunts, because I can't really remember where they were. One of them was at King's Dominion, down in Virginia, which is like, um, if you don't know what that is, it's like, uh, sort of like uh, if you took. Um, I don't know, Hershey Park and added a dash of Disney. It just every okay. everything that they had the most roller coasters on the East Coast. Yeah, which oh, is wow. which is great. And now I don't oh, live anywhere near it. Been there before. Yeah, it's down cool. in Richmond is beautiful. Um actually it's called uh, I forget the town. Because with a D. But anyway, there was a girl against the wall that I didn't see because she was wearing a checkered outfit and the wall was checkered, like black oh, and white God. checkered. <laughs> And her eyes were closed, and then all of a sudden she opened them. And she's got black um, uh, contacts in her eyes, it's right next to me. It was great. <laughs> and then the other one was, uh, um, oh, it was at a high school, and this has been done before. You might have heard of it, but it's uh, you hear this big truck like in a, oh, in a distance yeah. coming at you. And what this guy did was built this. Uh, I don't know how he did it. It looked like cardboard, but he had two huge headlights in the front. And you're standing, you know, you're coming out of a doorway and you're walking down this pitch black hallway and you see the light ahead of you where you're supposed to go. So you just walk anyway. But then you hear the car behind you, there's big speakers. And then all of a sudden two lights come on and this truck is coming right at you. So you just like freak out and start running. And then um, as soon as you get through to the end, there's like a fence. You go through the fence. And the guy shuts the door real quick, and then the the cardboard truck comes and hits the fence. And uh, there's a sound effect of a crash. But that scared the living crap out of me. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I felt like I was being chased down by a Mack truck. The very first haunted house I remember going to, I was uh, eighth grade when we moved to Texas. 
they put on a haunted house. And this was the kind of haunted house. There were so many people that wanted to go. Everybody just, it was a one long line of people. Mm-hmm. So you saw everything happening. You know, now they break it up into groups. So you go with a group. Most of all the ones I've been into, it's a couple people at a time. Mm-hmm. But but this one, it was just it was just a line of people. And but anyway, at the very end, they had that truck, but they had a real truck. Oh, Somehow man. they they wow. put it in this building. And so when you would come into that room, they would turn on the headlights and then honk that horn. <laughs> and it was so you you know you didn't expect to you know, and it was so loud it would just freak you out. That goes through the building too, I would imagine. Yeah, right? it was loud. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. We w- I went to one in in Austin that was an old Luby's uh, restaurant, and it, and one year. Some, some people came in and, and turned it into a haunted house. And I went with my wife and my parents and we went in and we were like the first people there like that day, like it opened up. I mean, it was like opening, you know, it opened at like six or something. And we were like the first people. Oh, there. that's when you get the best that's act too. Oh, and, and so we were like the only people in there. It was the actors and us because yeah. nobody else went to the haunted house at six o'clock, you know, oh, perfect. but, um, but it was in the old restaurant, and so you go through, and you can't really tell until you get to the kitchen. And then the kitchen was uh, – it was still the kitchen, so they had, like, body parts and all this kind of stuff. But the, the <laughs> thing I remember was they took us into the old walk-in freezer, and, and it was huge. It was like a big room. And when you walked in, there was, like, a, like a girl in the corner, kind of like a scary rag doll or something. Uh-huh. And it had one, like, light bulb hanging from the ceiling. And then they closed the door on us. And it was us and that scary girl <laughs> in a, in the walk-in cooler with the door closed, and it it was freaky. And 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 it's one of those things where I don't think you can really lock people in. You know, you can't like close people in because right. what if Legal. something happened? You know. But that was awesome. And then the um, no safe word given. <laughs> no nothing. I, all of a sudden we're in there, and I'm like, whoa, this is the cooler slam. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was cool. it, was she a good actress? Did she act it up or what? Yeah, she was all like, hey, I'm going to get you. Oh, and you couldn't awesome. go anywhere. You know, and then they come up and get in your face, but you can't go anywhere because you're stuck in this cooler. And it's like, when are they going <laughs> to let us out? And, uh, oh, th- we went to this one, and uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was me and some friends and my wife again. And we, we went in, and it was the same thing where you go as groups, and they would have the, the actors, like, get in your face and just stand there. And, you know, you're like, you have to go around them, but they wouldn't move. You right. Know? And, and some of them were pretty big guys. And it's like, I've, oh, I've, I, don't know what, yeah. I don't know what to do. But uh, <laughs> so we go, we go in there and uh, <laughs> and the guy was like doing something scary. And I, and, uh, I told my wife, I said, Sarah, you know, uh, just, just go around, go around or something like that. You know, whatever. But sh- she didn't really hear everything I said. But but all so the, she started all the, swinging. No, no, uh, yeah. She, she ran out. She ran out the other way, ah, like Ryland. Um, this way, Chris. No, the uh, the actors heard heard me say her name. So what oh, happened great. was, oh no, the, the, no. The, the guy the guy's like Sarah, just go around, and she's freaking out because she's hey, like. How does he know my name? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, because I guess she didn't hear me say, oh, you know, Sarah go. Funny. But but what made it worse was the way they built that haunted house. It was it was in like an old building, so they just kind of sectioned it off into rooms, and the ceiling was really high, so you could hear like what was kind of going on in some of the other rooms, right? And so all of a sudden, you just heard all down the rooms, Sarah, 
I mean, it was pretty so fast. It was pretty freaky. I love it. And then, and then she didn't know that. You know, like I said, she didn't know that I said her name, so it was even worse for her. Oh wow! <laughs> it was awesome. How many it weeks awesome. did it take her to get over that? <laughs> well, the thing is, is is um, she's she's still not she's not she's not, she's not really she's not really yeah she's not really over it because what happened was at one point she got scared and turned around and hit the wall oh. and. uh she still remembers it because she she hit her face really hard on the wall. Oh, oh. like it really hard. You know, we yeah. did uh, thirty years worth of haunted houses in Arlington, Virginia. But be, I started at seven years old because my mom always did them, and then when I turned fifteen, she stopped and I took over. Uh, that was nineteen eighty-five, wow. and every Halloween um, in, inside the house up until I think it was nineteen ninety-two when my uh, buddy Joe was over and he was being Jason in the porch and he was tapping the window with the axe and it broke the window and the mom said that's, oh, that's it from now no. on outside so oh, no. we did the rest of them outside but, oh wow but the best the some of the best things were I was Dracula one year actually no I was Jason in a coffin and uh and I had a camera with me and remember those old disc those Kodak disc cams that you could it you put these little circular discs in there and it could take pictures like 21 of them or something stupid. And, uh, so it was a Kodak disc camera is what they called it. And, uh, I opened the flung the coffin open, took a picture. It was two twin kids dressed as uh, Dracula, both oh, wow. the exact same look on their face of fear, both mouths <laughs> dropped open right when I sat up. Cause it was just <laughs> Jason and then a flash and everybody's like, ah! and, oh, nice. uh, but yeah, I love that. we would make different kinds of scenes and stuff. And like uh, uh, my friend Barbara, we painted her um, in blood. It looked like she was like from this Carrie. She looked like Carrie after mm-hmm. Carrie had pig blood dropped all over. But she was in a coffin and we had a red light on her. And when the red light was on, you didn't see the blood until the green light came on. And then you saw her just, it just oh, cool. webbed in blood. So it was awesome. And she had a foot switch in the coffin for that. And, um, Gosh, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, cemeteries and using the shed outside for the gravedigger dude. And all my friends would come and help out. It was fun. I played an organ out there. Um, I was always the Phantom of the Opera, so I would play uh, Takata and Fugue. And then just <laughs> stop moving and everybody thought I was mechanical. Because I would try to look robotic because <laughs> I was really good at breakdancing in the 80s. So, <laughs> Well, weren't we all? Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and I would stop playing and sit there and they're like that's cool man I wonder how much they paid for that or whatever and then I would just turn around scream and run after them and they just tear off <laughs> oh, it was fun I miss those days nice. those great. Uh, my stories about haunted houses I never went to one ever that's it <laughs> you need to go you know I, I get too weirded out with the with things that are scary. I just, I just can't handle that kind of stuff. I don't know too much imagination and, uh, it just would not be a good thing. I don't think. I think you'd enjoy it. What we need to do is bring you with us. Oh, well, sure. Sure thing. I don't know. That'd that'd probably be the worst thing to do. That that would probably, it probably would. would. Only if I could take a sawed off shotgun. I think that would be a good idea. Sarah used to give me a hard time because the haunted houses, I'd always leave her behind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
see how you'd be if it was. The, the <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to go with me. <laughs> no. He's off on his own. Shelly hates me because I stop. I want to look at everything and be like checking it out, you know. And uh, she's like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, don't rush. They work really hard on this section. <laughs> See, my my wife, she would she would go with me and you know do that with me if I wanted to. Uh, but she's very patient and understanding about how I'm skittish about things. I mean, I don't even like going outside in the dark at night and things like this. I'm just a scaredy cat. So we, <laughs> we actually watched when when I think it's called Lady in Black. Yeah. Okay. I was excited to see that one because I'd watched good the Hammer's horror stuff back when in the 60s, you know, I loved that. Good. And it's got Harry Potter in it, right? Daniel Radcliffe. Right, exactly. So, and, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't, it didn't look to be like a slasher gore type of thing or, you know, anything like that. So it looked like it was going to be a good old fashioned horror movie. And so we watch it. She and I sit down on the couch and watch it. We've got the, the kid we put in the other room, you know, and he was watching something else. And, uh, you know, it it is a very tense film. Uh, it's a and good movie. Very yeah. like not show you things, just kind of like just little snippets of stuff, right, right. around the edges. And to me, that's just more terrifying than anything. So we had to stop halfway through, and I had to turn on all the lights in the house, <laughs> and I had to use the bathroom. And I actually went and got Connor. He was probably eleven at the time. <laughs> and I was like, "You're going to stand behind me <laughs> while I go to the bathroom." So- um- <laughs> I, I cannot laugh at you because we watch. I'm the same way. I, if I'm watching yeah. a really good horror film, I'll do the yeah. same thing. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I'm, and I'm like, we're, I just have to take a break for a minute. And, you know, we did for 20 minutes. We have the lights on. We, we finished the movie with all the lights on. And so I'm trying to deal with things. And we've got every light in the house on. And Dina finally goes to sleep. And I'm in the computer room, you know. And I... I'm turning lights off as I go behind me and I'm trying my best to, you know, not freak out or anything. You know, it's not, it's a movie. There's no lady in black. There's no ghosts here. It's all good. It's your house. You set the alarm and you know, I go to go into our bedroom. I take off my, my clothes, get ready for bed, turn the lights on off and uh, I got to go to the bathroom. So I leave my light. I got to, I got to leave my lamp on in our bedroom and our bathroom is right adjacent to it. And so you I had to go get Connor. I'm having to think to myself, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I turn the light on in the bathroom. Actually, I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. And I, 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 I sit down on the toilet and I look up and my, oh. my wife has drawn in Sharpie, a woman in black. on Awesome. The Oh, oh okay. that's awesome. And it is a You've good never thing. been more regular in your life. No, it is a good thing I was sitting on the toilet. Let's just put it that way. Because this scared the crap out of me. Literally. And I scream and she wakes she had not been asleep actually. She had been waiting until I had you know, she was playing possum in there. And so I freaked out. She's laughing like a mad woman. Uh, thinking about how funny that is, and I'm like, "That's not funny, dude. Terrifying, <laughs> you know." And, uh, the next morning, she, I was still a little nervous. The next morning, you know, and stuff. And she's like, 
you know, I was going to draw a picture of her on the inside of the shower curtain, but I decided not, oh, not to. Oh, no, because you could slip and fall or something. Oh, no, I'd, I'd have killed you or myself. Or <laughs> so I can't handle that kind of thing. You know, I'm just, I'm just not built for it. I don't know. Well, like I said, if I'm watching a horror movie, yeah. uh, we just saw the the it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Last Last Shift, mm. and it's it's about a police station that is. Uh, oh, is that any good? It is. It's about a uh, what do you call it? Police station. Um, what do you call it when it's uh, no longer being used? Abandoned police station. Oh, okay. And the reason it's abandoned is because the last person that was arrested in there was part of a cult and. And it gets really dark. It's yeah. it's quite interesting, and um, what they're doing to the new uh, police woman is basically um, you know putting her through a test to see if she can survive that. Then she'll be a great policeman or whatever. So the uh, she gets stuck in there for the night, and a lot of strange things. If you've seen the movie fourteen oh eight with John Cusack, it kind of has that type of feel to it. But it's a really scary movie. And a lot of really good scenes in it, and a lot of good jumps and scares and eerie ideas, which are really cool. So yeah. we paused because I had to go to the restroom, <laughs> and uh, and I'm I'm 45 years old. I'm a horror movie freak. I put on mm-hmm. plenty of horror stuff. I'm quite religious enough to know the difference between good and bad. So I'm <laughs> I'm a man, and yeah. I get up and I say, "Be right back." Click. What are you doing in the kitchen? Nothing. Like, what's he doing in the hallway? Nothing. And each room I enter, I turn off the previous light. You know, <laughs> get in the bathroom, lights on, and there's a thing in the back of your neck. You know, just like yeah, yeah. And absolutely, it's following me. And then I keep thinking about the faces I just saw in the movie and all that. So I know that feeling. You know, same yeah. thing. I have to have light all the way back, I or do. I run back to like a like a little kid and <laughs> jump yeah. in bed, put uh-huh. the seats up over uh-huh. here. I just, I you know, I'd, I'd read things in books when I was a kid, and it would just keep me up all night thinking about the stuff, you know, just yeah. creepy. I, I remember at one point, my, uh, it was another time, they, my, my dad decided to take some books away from me. <laughs> I was reading the Three Investigators Mystery Books. I don't know if you guys read any of those when you were younger. I talked but, about No, but I, I've, 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 somebody's mentioned them. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I really loved them, and they were great. And I was reading those, and I was reading also, like, movie monster books that would be like the history of the monsters, like Dracula and Frankenstein mm-hmm. and Godzilla and King Kong and all this stuff. And uh, so I got – one night, I get I get scared, and I'd either, like, go and get in bed with my my, my little brother. Ha-ha, <laughs> funny, right? And he's three years younger, and he would protect <laughs> me. I guess he was going to be like a meat shield or whatever. <laughs> or I would go and – Time to run. I'd go and like stand next to my mom and dad's until they woke up. That was kind of my thing. I was too scared to touch them, so I'd just stand there in their room. Well, of course, that freaked them out because they'd see me standing. Oh <laughs> yeah, Kate did yeah. that once. Yeah, dad one night he's like, "Son, those three investigators' books they they're going away. We, you cannot read those anymore because you it's it, you can't have this kind of stuff going on at night where you've got to come into our bedroom or come into your brother's bed or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." What he didn't know was that I had just what was really freaking me out. Freaking me out at the time, the movie Freaks. Have yeah. you heard of the movie Freaks? Oh, with, with the okay, with the I black read and about white it. One? I've never seen it, but I read about it in this monster movie book and a picture of the Chicken Man. 
or the chicken woman, I don't know which one. It terrified me so much. <laughs> I think I, I know what you're talking like, about. It, it, I guess it's like someone who's just like no legs, right? And just moves around, like walks around on their hands. Yeah. And, oh, okay. And I, that, the picture just freaked me out because apparently, I don't know. I don't want to spoil the ending of something that came out in the 20s. <laughs> but apparently, well, I will. They, they, they cut the guy's legs off, who is, no. the, you know, the big. The, the protagonist and he's going to be a freak too from then on right and just right. the idea of that terrified me so much that i could not sleep and uh my father didn't take away the monster books he took away the three investigators which was kind of a anything <laughs> there but oh my gosh i have to tell you the uh, uh our daughter kate one night i can't remember what it was she wanted but she was scared of something um this is back when we lived in arlington virginia and i remember that i was sound asleep and then I and I wake up and Kate had this thing where she's standing there, she rocks back and forth. Oh, know, just, no. just just to you know. So I'm asleep and I wake up and I see this woman standing in <laughs> in front of me, yeah, rocking back and forth. And she <laughs> I don't know what it was. I think she was sick, but she didn't know if she wanted to wake us up or not. And she was yeah, thinking about right. it. Yeah. And she was biting her nail at the time. So it's just oh, weird. All I see is a silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. That's scary. It scared uh, the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, my daughter did the same thing, and <laughs> she would she would wake up and then stand there and watch us because she didn't want to wake us <laughs> right. up, but she wanted to get in bed. And I'd wake up and she'd be right next to me, just staring at me. Oh man! After like the second time, <laughs> I, was, I was like, "You gotta stop that." <laughs> yeah, just get just, in the just, bed. It's okay. Yeah, just come on. Because. I'm gonna I'm gonna freak out and do something, or I'm gonna have a heart attack. Exactly. Yep. Just get in bed. Just stop doing that. You're freaking me out. <laughs> that's that's scary to wake up and there's yeah. just somebody standing there staring at you. Exactly. I was 13 when I saw The Exorcist, and that was the scaredest I've ever been watching a movie. Especially see, see, that's you know a lot of a lot of the the horror movies are about when you see them. Because right. I, I saw The Exorcist in my 20s, and I thought it was so boring. That's but, what my, my stepbrother Andrew said the same thing. Yeah, but I guess he if I had been it. a – yeah, if you had been a kid, it would be different. But Yeah, oh, it made me more Catholic, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, I think I'm going to have to watch uh, some cartoons or something. <laughs> I'm starting to get – Oh, I got, I got yeah. my Andy Griffith lined up already. <laughs> I am going to read a book. Oh, the, uh, the 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 most recent movie that I saw that 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 freaked me out the most was um, oh, para um, is it the Paranormal Activity? Yes, I've heard those are the first scary. one. Really freaked me out because I watched it at, at everybody in my house was asleep and it was just me <laughs> and all the lights were off and we live in an old house where the floors creak and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and uh, man, when I went to bed, I was like freaked out. And you, you could hear stuff moving. I'm like, oh man, it's that's not. Uh. And talking about what, having girls watch over you—that's that's the king of it. <laughs> oh man, she's watching. I'll take them. your words for. Yeah, she watches. She stands over her husband from something like what is eleven thirty when he falls asleep until four a.m. Yeah, it's wow. free. And doesn't move, move, and they show the they show the clock going ahead in time, and she's she's just sitting there <laughs> staring at him. Yeah, nice. Dude, that's free, that's nice. freaking me out right now. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I have seen it, and it's freaky. Yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff it, is is freaky when people are just doing 
just just a little bit off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love that yeah. stuff. I think it's I, I think it's creative, but also uh, I don't know. That's fun, and I think it's an intelligent type of uh, creative horror. I guess you could call it. Mm. I love that. I I love it when something's different. There's a movie on Netflix which is not as scary as it is fun to watch and has a really good creative outcome in this in the movie but it's called um cruel and unusual and and i give you the storyline the guy basically he ends up going to what he thinks is hell i think it's more of a purgatory situation and uh uh because his wife passes away um, but the thing is, is that the reason his wife passes away is because he is what is having a heart attack, what you think is a heart attack. Mm. And, and he's trying to get the phone from his wife so he can call. But she thinks that he's just scared. But when he's trying to get the phone, his arm is over her throat and he doesn't realize it. He, they fell down in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, that's she ran away from him saying, you're fine, you're fine. And oh, um, she, he accidentally kills her and he ends up in this all of a sudden in this room and it's run by these people that are inside TV sets. And it's, it's weird. It's kooky like that. But at the same time, they tell him what to do. It's like a classroom filled with people who've done terrible things, but he doesn't feel he did something wrong. It was an accident that she died. Um, and I don't want to tell you the whole movie. Cause I, if you guys have Netflix, I really suggest watching it. It's there's nothing gory or horrifying or, anything mm -hmm. else about the movie it's act there it's a really good movie um i don't even know why i brought it up but it was a great movie i like that kind of scary that makes you think and it's creative and different yeah thank you everyone for listening to to uh, episode nine of tubacast um thank you guys so much for being on the show with me i had an awesome time um <laughs> it was why don't fun. you guys Definitely. go ahead and tell everybody where they can uh one. where they can find more about you Go ahead, Kevin. Thank you. Um, you know where to find me, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't, shame on you. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. You can find me at zerbinator.wordpress.com for all your podcasting needs and Purdue chicken. Uh, you can find my stuff at uh, markalley.com, M-A-R-C-A-L-L-I-E.com. Uh, tying into what we were talking about this episode, I actually have a Dungeons & Dragons blog at thelearningdm.com. You can check that out as well. Nice. And uh, I also cool. write uh, video games, uh, a video game website. I am an editor there about cooperative video games. It's cooptimist.com, co-optimist.com. And actually on my blog, markalley.com, I'm actually putting the uh, preview post for uh, this month. I'm trying to write my second book awesome. for National Novel Writing Month or whatever. So awesome. I'm putting sneak peeks on the blog and on Facebook as well. And uh, if you're interested in seeing what the next book uh, will be like, you can check out those sneak peeks and get a little preview. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, you can find uh, all my artwork and, and whatnot at ctupa.com. Uh, thank you guys so much. Can't wait till next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Talk to you guys later. Bye, everyone. Power to the people, man. That's a good thing, right? What? Click, click, click. I want my tater tot. I want my tater tot.
to say goodnight, bro.